Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Yo. It's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get From these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective Got to fill your voice Coming with the podcast Talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that And we're down with Fightful, better fall back Coming for respect We connect like a ball bat No need to double check These are all facts You're listening to us talk raps You're listening to us talk craps Will, Phil, and Reg, yeah, we're Graps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're Graps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're Graps a D here to talk craps. And welcome to another edition of Graps a D. I actually did a count this morning. This is the 21st edition of Graps a D. Can you believe it? Let's go, baby. We can get in the club now. We can get in the club. Let's go. I am Will Washington, and I'm not alone here. I'm also joined by Mr. Philip Lindsay. Man, old enough to drink on the pod. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Public Enemy Pod, man. Those guys, just because I just thought about my, about my man again. Jizzle just. <laughs> just drink it. Shout out to like, that yo, guy. Yeah, yeah that no, was a shout man, out. Good. Congratulations to them on that Big Swole um, interview. Again, that mm-hmm. was dope. Uh, and also here, by the way, is Righteous Reg. Oh, in the building, it's your boy Double R, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster in the building. As always, it's early. I'm tired. It's life. It's swerve. We in the building. Oh my god, it's crazy. yeah. You know, I, mean, I didn't know we had. A, we should have celebrated last week with 20 episodes because that's that's something, man. We in the building. yeah, really. I mean, yeah, it, it is because. Uh, I don't know. You just lose track of time, right? Like right. we've been doing this every week, but all of a sudden we've been doing this twenty-one weeks. Uh, so that that's really cool, um, and like I'm really it's happy with definitely that. Definitely been flying by. That's a fact. Everything it has been so crazy. <laughs> uh, well, hey friends, 
Um, I want to let everybody know that, first off, uh, this is Grapsity. It's a show we do every Saturday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, we are right here at YouTube.com slash Fightful. Uh, and also, um, we've got a lot going on on today's show. we got a guest coming up here in just a little Who's bit. Here? You likely know who it is because it's Who's on else? your screen. Uh, but... Um, gotta get intros and stuff out the way first uh so throughout the show we take your super chats we're not gonna be taking them during the interview so just know that but uh we are taking your super chats and your humper chats um humperchats.com is our streamlab solution uh you can send us your chats that way we actually uh get a larger cut of those so they really help support the show um but super chats come up on the screen and look all fancy so um that's uh it's really up to you which way you want to contribute to we like Rhapsody. money either way you know <laughs> yeah but but no matter what you do help make this show possible you can send and some coins help... through the internet like send them coins, <laughs> yeah. so we've got uh ricardo l idolo housing uh says uh just send some love keep up the good work appreciate you bro. thank you Thanks for being up appreciate early you. with us yeah bam early where y'all are i don't know people <laughs> be in like it'd be like 8 p.m where some people are out. Bam one swerve's opinion on Toby uh number two movie. Um and also Ricardo wants to uh you send some love for Swerve. Uh we got um Malik with my uh as I tweeted, my my least favorite use of the oh. word who's because he's <laughs> a who's house. <laughs> uh, but the wrong who's um, keep the hits coming, fellas. You know what's funny though was I tweeted that uh, about you know how everybody has the the wrong who's. Um, oh, and Hannah says I'm blurry. I'm blurry again. Ah, this is gonna be a thing today. Um, but is it is it really happening right now again? It doesn't no, clear it up. Like okay, it, but, okay, it cleared up. Okay, good. Maybe uh, better than us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and. Uh, I don't know the connection issues. Um, yeah, hopefully all remains good. Um, but no, it's funny that I tweeted that right. But I never I added any context when I tweeted that people have the wrong who's. Uh, so people didn't know I was like specifically referring to everybody talking about Swerve, mm -hmm. and so like it somehow made it over to Grammar Twitter, who uh, like people started like jumping in. They're like, yeah, I hate it when people get the wrong who's, and it's like people who know who like aren't even talking about wrestling at all. Like it it didn't. None of this has anything to do with pro wrestling. People are just like, yeah, it's, it's so annoying when people get the wrong who's. You don't mean who is, you mean who's, W-H-O-S-E. And I just, I thought that was funny that it made it that way without uh, having, without any of the context. Also, that tweet about my... Y'all some nerds. <laughs> that tweet about my, my kid and her, uh, and her crush and all that, like, somehow made it over to, like, the funny tweets tab on... Because uh, I was wondering, like, why does this have so many likes compared to, like, anything else I tweet? And uh, somebody pointed out that they were like, yeah, this isn't, like, the funny tweets section. Like, it's not even that funny. I have way funnier stories than this. <laughs> listen, listen, it doesn't and it's like got my, a typo. Yeah, it doesn't seem like my man was having fun with that. It seems like he was right. legitimately uncomfortable. Stop laughing yeah. at his pain. <laughs> Damn, damn. No, no, that, like, that Twitter be going crazy. That mm, Twitter is where it's at. No, no honestly, I, and I told the story on Twitter, but... I have to tell you guys again for the show, but so the way the story goes is she's going to be so mad at me for even telling this because I'm not supposed to know about this, oh, uh, but but uh, my daughter's got this crush on this boy. Ooh, Sorry, I'm out, out of here on this. Too. I know. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, right. 
And so uh, his and like they've been friends since like kindergarten. Um, but I guess this stuff changed. But anyway, so uh, his dad had called me um, a couple nights ago and was like, uh, "Hey, can you give him a ride to school the next couple of days?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, I can do that." And so, uh, but then I started thinking, man. I know my daughter, she's about to be 11. Like, we're at the age where, like, I'm going to start embarrassing her. And so <laughs> uh, I realized that we've we've hit the age of awkwardness. And damn it, there it goes again, every man. Every time. Every Saturday. Yeah, there it is. 21 times uh, in a row. <laughs> yep, 21 times. Uh, so the <laughs> it's like a part of the show now. Um, but so we're driving, and of course... Uh, I just listen to music, man. There's so many stations that I can just throw on, and uh, usually I I will go with just whatever floats my boat at that moment in time. And mm-hmm. so I throw on, um, I don't know, I think it was just like a 90s station, and uh, we're driving, and then all of a sudden I miss my homies by Master P comes on, right? Mm-hmm. And like it's just like habit for me when that song comes on to start singing along. And so mm-hmm. we're driving, I'm just like sitting in the ghetto thinking about all my homies passed away. And oh. <laughs> <laughs> I almost did, right? But then I look over in the passenger seat, and my daughter is just like, mm-hmm. right. and I'm like, Fuck! I'm that guy now. You're that I'm one. officially that guy, and, and so I, <laughs> I'm like, all right, just hit anything else, and uh, and then like Doja Cat comes on, and my daughter like kind of discreetly goes, thank you, mm. and like gives me a little thumbs up, and <laughs> like man, you gotta live in it, bro. You gotta be number <laughs> one man. dad of the century. You gotta turn it up louder, and you gotta <laughs> hit that. Uh, come on, let's go. No, you should have you should have turned it up and, and wrapped the entire Silk the Shocker. Silk the Shocker too. <laughs> I'm just sitting here days thinking about She's all the like, times we had. She turns in the past. Dad, Silk the Shocker is where we draw the line. All right. <laughs> she just dives out the car. <laughs> I can't. Uh, yeah. So Ooh, that's Silk the, Slo- Silk the Shocker slander on grass. We're sorry, Silk man. You're part of hip hop. Look, history. you know the weird thing no is Silk. I. I liked Silk when I was younger. I obviously, yeah, you know, it was, it wasn't until I got a little bit older and like realized that he wasn't like on beat at all. But are you kidding me? That, that charge it to the game album. Like, uh, I used to listen to that over and over and over. See, the thing is, if Silk the Shocker came out today, he'd be a hit. You don't have to rap on beat now. They'd be like, yo, (laughs) this guy's got bars. But since he came out at a time when you had to really have bars, he's put in a different category. But man. But he was respected then. He, he was. He was respected then. I, just, I mean, he, he had a song with Hov. He, yeah. he had a song right. with Jay Z. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He had he had the whole record, and yeah. I I just think it's later we listen to it, and it's like yeah. Silk wasn't really hidden like yeah. that, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't really it. Yep. Hey, uh, eloquent says peace fellas need that hobbs and keith lee program yeah, hey. looks like it's happening. I don't know. We uh, don't know. Hey, shout out to uh, eloquent man. He just dropped a new project. Bedtime Stories number three, man. Go get that. Mm-hmm. The homies out there working hard as always. As far as Hobbs and Lee, uh, I, 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 I mean, hey, it looks like they kicked it off. Um, and, you know, they talked about uh, Ricky and Lee's history. Um, like, hey, there's some cool stuff happening. I like um, it. Uh, and also, Corey says nothing. Thanks, Corey. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, we got uh rob says grap grap cousin swerve in here flatliners for all in the building baby. Uh, yep 
Uh, Matt says, uh, I'm actually able to listen to the new AEW hip-hop album next week. Today, Grapsody is Swerve's house. Yeah, um, hey, shout out to every single person that has purchased the album and has been posting it on Twitter because it's been amazing just seeing y'all yeah. say we got the album, we got the poster, tagging Will and I, Grapsody, every, Phil, everybody. It's been It's been incredible, man. I've been loving it. Yeah, and uh, also we got... Uh, I mean, we got stuff to talk about because yeah. uh, next week, um, yeah. next week, backdrop's going to look different again. Uh, although it's going to sound better because I uh, I got myself a, a traveling podcast set up, um, a brand new one. So I don't know uh, what uh, I'm going to do. I don't know. I'm just going to feed off I, the wheels, I guess. Yeah, I, We're splitting a hotel room. So basically, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be Phil uh, sitting by himself this time and then yeah, me and Reg. You guys are going to share a mic, man? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- <laughs> I actually think that'll work. Yeah. I think that'll actually work pretty well. Um, but yeah, so next week we'll be in Orlando. Uh, and next week, uh, there's a lot happening because it's Revolution Weekend. Oh, my uh, and So much. So much um, because there's a big concert happening on Saturday, the night of uh, next week's Grapsity. Um, and uh, there's a performance uh, headlined by... Uh, Mikey Ruckus and Montezzi and also um, Wrestling Flow. Yep. But there's other performers that are going to be there. Um, I, I, I hear um, that Reg is doing two songs. Uh, and <laughs> two songs. Two, <laughs> two songs. Um, two I, I, yeah, actually, I, I literally was just having a conversation about that i'm gonna try so, not to blow my load on the first one in the building that's uh, gonna be hard <laughs> so red just performing um oh i will God, also I can't believe it i will also be on stage uh and so this is crap city in the building if you are in orlando and you want to come see your boys please um, yeah please come out tickets aren't that much like honestly come out come mm-hmm. out i got a friend drive so much fun damn it's gonna one- be fun one of my best friends is driving down from Tampa, uh, literally just to to come see. Like this is, uh, this is about to be a time. Um, this is about to be a crazy weekend. And you know what? I was honestly kind of mad. I think I mentioned on Day After Dynamite um, just a couple days ago that I was annoyed that my uh, my flight got mm-hmm. delayed like nine hours. Uh, it was originally I was supposed to leave at. Uh, noon and now I'm leaving at 9 p.m. What the hell am I supposed to do, right? Um, and uh, you said you're leaving at 9 p.m. Yeah, leaving at 9 p.m. on Monday. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to leave at noon. Now I'm leaving at 9 p.m. But my oh. checkout of my hotel was at, it's still at 11. So I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do for uh, nine hours? And then my boy hit me up and was like, hey, I get discount tickets to Universal Studios. You just want to go? And so I'm like, yes. So now I got something to do Monday. So I'm gonna spend Monday. I'm gonna spend Monday at Universal Studio. So it's gonna be fun. And uh, my flight doesn't leave until 10 p.m. too. So on Monday. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So. Want to come to Universal Studios? I, mean, I guess we're going to Universal Studios. <laughs> Let's go. Grab some boys at Universal Studios. We're yeah, but yes. So. All right. Uh, Deontay says, uh, the fam is here. Will, Reg, and Phil. I want to say this month been wild for me, but y'all make the end of the week worth it. Congrats on all y'all's success. And also congrats to Swerve for all his success as well. Always love y'all. Uh, hey, Mike. appreciate that, Deontay, man. Yeah, life I, is I crazy you. as hell. Like, real life is insane we try we're all trying to avoid it so yeah Uh, i spent two weeks writing an article that my friends were involved in it was just like 
what is happening right now? <laughs> I know. That, that was right. such a great article. Honestly, check mm. that out uh, for uh, Bleacher been on Report. Fire. Phil. Pretty much every fi- uh, every article he's put out in the last two years. Shit. Such a dope That's article. Been... And like, <laughs> and, and just in general, yeah, everything Phil's been writing has been uh, just thank you. Great my stuff. Guy. My guy, my yeah. guy, always on fire. Um, yeah, it's it's a great time. It's it's mm-hmm. a it's a really great time. Hey, uh, Mike says my copy of Who We Are arrived literally two minutes before Grap City started. Oh, I can't wait damn. to dive in after the show. Shout out um, to Mike. That's so fire. Uh, Corey says ain't nobody has been on repeat since Defy. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> fear. <laughs> Uh, fear and loathing in NYC says uh, Reg appreciation oh, super chat. Let's uh, go. Have Shout out have to a great day, loathing. fellas. Thank you, I appreciate it so much, man. That's super dope to see. Ryan Shout says take the remainder of my laundry coins. Uh, Shout out to my boys this morning. Keep it graps. What's up? Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and Nathan DePaul says Silk walked so cheap. Oh my run. goodness, man! You Yo. just put herb on blast. But I, I mean, herb like that, it's that's what it be like. I'm saying, not you know, it's it's a lot like that. It's a lot like the game has changed a man, lot. Silk is Silk revolutionized putting two Ks in in your name. Thanks, Breaker. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, hey still making history let's go deontay (laughs) says also will my dude you're the reason i've been singing this at work with all these lame flavorless co-workers fantasy is my number one hey greatest song of all time um (laughs) and and that's that is officially where we are at but hey we got a lot to get to on this show right here is grapsity is what we do they're like, bring it on, you guys. What are you talking bring about? Bring it on. We want to see what, what we want to see. <laughs> okay. Well, I suppose we can get to it. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yeah. And now, to introduce a man I know quite well. He is my cousin, but he's also former NXT North American champion, and he's competed all around the world. He's currently the hottest free agent currently in the business, and he is... Swerve, the realist. Swerve, thank you for pi- finally being here on Grapsity. Not for lack of asking, but hey, you're finally here on Grapsity. Like I said, like I said, I had to take a lot of time and like save my breath, save my thoughts, save my perspective, my energy till when it was time. Because during those last ninety days, there was a lot of talking, there was a lot of pitter patter chatter. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna lay back, be quiet. But it's time, I'm gonna be vocal. And now, now. Like on the internet and all these blogs and all this social media, I'm the loudest person. <laughs> so <laughs> I, saved all my, I, saved, I saved a lot of that content for a reason. That's funny, yo, because during that 90 days, you were very active on Twitter, on social media, just putting out little videos, little teasers, little things to yeah. just kind of wet our palate, get us ready for that. Uh, how important was that to kind of make your mark while not necessarily really saying anything? Uh, that's the beauty of what we do, and that's uh, that's something I really gotten. Um, I've gotten very, I would say, not masterful, but I've really started figuring things out, and mm-hmm. I started controlling the narrative. You know, like do like get the most out of get the most out of like producing something and showcasing right. it without having to say a lot. You know, that's what we do in the ring. So I just took that same concept and just put it into my 
side ventures in like production and stuff. I, I watch a lot of film, man, and I don't just like watch movies and and like just like enjoy go to the movies and like oh man that was a great time. I like sit with it. I digest it. I watch YouTube videos and breakdowns of like purposeful things. Why things are laid out certain ways. What's this meaning? This color signifies this. Like with all these things that people don't really like necessarily like they don't they don't um, understand it, but mm-hmm. it's. It's a subliminal being taught to them. You educate. So it's just things I've toyed around with and played with. And sometimes it gets the reactions I want. Sometimes there's like a lot of things that I didn't intend to get the reaction. And people are just pulling things out of nowhere that I'm like, I didn't even intend to put out there. So like I said, it gets a lot of reaction without me actually having to tell you. I just let the people talk amongst themselves. Well, one of the things that you have been, I would say, um, at the and you were at work at it beforehand uh before the 90 days began but uh one of the things that has really come into play in these last couple of uh months has been the upcoming album march 18th mm. here we have tears tears, tears. Mm-hmm. swerve yep. city Part three. Um, <laughs> yeah. If y'all watching this, y'all want these tees, these hoodies. There's other merchandise as well. Swerveconfident.com just dropped this website two weeks ago. It's awesome. They're like selling like hotcakes right now. It's so going into summer and spring. Don't care. Get a hoodie anyway. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was just out in LA um, last week. I uh, saw you at uh, New Japan Strong Rivals. Uh, you took on Jay White. Um, although the world hasn't seen that yet, uh, Ooh, they will. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. It, it's, uh, I, I, I thought it was funny that, uh, they put out the graphic and the silhouette, like, you know, like, it's Mr. Oh. Opponent for Jay White. Yeah, it was yeah, like, Hey, hanging. I'm like, yeah, oh, I'm wow. like, <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that kind of eliminated yeah. a lot of the mystery there because everybody was like, Shane Strickland. <laughs> yeah, like, we just, would it hurt to make him bald? <laughs> He's one of them young lion picks on him, man. Come on. I would have been okay with just making a silhouette of like the Incredible Hulk. And then like, yeah, who could like be? a big ass dude. Yeah. And then I just come out like, hi, guys. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> no, but you were, because uh, it's funny, because uh, being out in LA, it was like, uh, when you told me, hey, I got a hoodie for you, I'm like, hey, man, it's LA. What do I need a hoodie for? Man, it was cold. Uh, I, yep. I was. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I forget, right? Because, like, LA will give you those, like, 70, 80 degree days and then just, like, drop. Um, and. A 40 night. Yep. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right there waiting in the evening. I'm like, it's that desert cold. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. It's it's happening right now to me every day in Oakland. So I have to uh, wear three different outfits a day because I have to. It's it's really weird. You know, and if you're going, if you're not going to be home all day, you bring a backpack and you, you got to pack up. Right <laughs> yeah. So, so I'll come back around to the music in a little bit, but I, I do want to ask you about um, uh, what was it like? You know, you were off 90 days. Your last singles match was actually losing the North American title to Carmelo Hayes. And then, uh, you know, it, it, there was a gap there for a while of not having a singles match. And then you got to get in there with Jay White. Uh, uh, what was it like getting back in the ring again? How did that feel? Uh, getting with Jay White. First off, like that long hiatus, like I got in the ring and I trained and stuff and like rolled around. I went to like uh, TJ 
in uh, Natalia Neidhart's school and was like rolling around with them, working with, working in the ring with uh, Dawkins and all that. So like I was never like out of the ring for a long period of time. But man, it's just something about like going against like some a high level performer in ring talent like a Jay White. This dude's like been IWGP Heavyweight Champion, Never Champion, like Triple Crown winner in, in New Japan. You know, so that's a high level guy. So like just go, jumping into going like 15, 17, 20 minutes with that guy, that's like that's a shock to your body. So that night I was just like wrecked because I haven't, my body hasn't like built that callus up yet in such a long time. Like, you know, the last match I really had like on televised was just like a two minute tag match on SmackDown, you know? So, oh, by the way, undefeated on SmackDown. Let's go, baby. But yeah, like coming out, like it is. So that's like a shock to the body and the joints and everything. I'm only getting older, you know, I'm still in good health, but it's like, you get older, those things don't like you don't you kind of retain that pain a little bit longer than mm-hmm. when I was like before I went to WWE at 29, 28 years old. So it's I got to readjust and get acclimated to the travel, the punishment, the pain, the the went the conditioning of like wrestling in London and then taking that altitude all the way to Florida, which is mm-hmm. lower sea level than going back to Cali and then Seattle. That's like that your lungs it's a lot are doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like heavily in each area so a lot of people a lot of fans don't understand how much like you have to really adjust to getting back in the independent scene it's not just like oh 90 days are up we want to see him like go 30 with brian dancing like oh no 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 but yeah like uh so when you see guys like um like a brian dancing and adam cole those guys didn't have 90 days they just kind of like and their contracts expired and they just went right to getting on it so they never had that down period mm-hmm. you know those guys can stay on that elite level for guys like you know like, like morrison you see his videos on instagram he's like training his body to like a, he's doing every all these crazy acrobatics all these t- crazy like muscle dynamic control things and that means that in his 40s like with his joints and all that stuff that's like his him coming back to and also going to triple a right that's a high caliber it's like tough that's a higher <laughs> work rate. This mm-hmm. like you got to do yeah. a little bit more than usual because you're getting older. Your body's already, you know, you got to acclimate. This, and like Mexico altitude, it, take, it comes into play. So right. those are a lot of these little elements. I'm just slowly working on. Like I figure that out. All right, got to work on this. Got to train this in the gym. Got to get this. But you feel it, and then you work and adapt as you go. Right. So like right after. Funny, you said uh, talked about it a little bit right after that New Japan. You shot right over to the UK to work yeah. for Progress Wrestling. How was it being back over there? Because you had built a big following before you had went to the WWE, and you were one of the, the band- American guys going over there. So with you, yeah. the, them having you back, they were really excited to have you back. How was it over there? And that's oh, always interested me, by the way. I just want to yeah. say real quick that yeah. that like. Yeah, just the idea that you have built such a following over mm-hmm. in the UK and um, like in Ireland, especially like you got these yeah, Irish yeah, fans yeah. that are just like crazy for a swerve that mm-hmm. um, it, it's such an interesting phenomenon to me. And I watch it happen. I watch people on Twitter uh, who just like patiently await like any of those promotions, progress, OTT, like all that stuff. They're like, yeah. oh, my God, can't wait for swerve to come back over. Like what? I, yeah, I, um, I, 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 I culture these folks, man. You know, like, yeah. they, they like I come out to I come out to ain't nobody. They're like, yeah, I love Anita Baker. I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. <laughs> but like that's like um, I'm I'm happy to have that you know that kind of connection, and mm-hmm. that's the beauty of like 
that's what I think that's what separates me from a lot of these like um a lot of these guys that right. jump back and forth and stuff like going all overseas, going all over the world, traveling back and forth. There's a lot of guys that they appreciate their work style and their, their matches and the athleticism and stuff. And that's great, you know. And then like they go away, but like, oh, OK, cool. But like when they come back, it's like, oh, yeah, I want to see your match again. But for me, I, I feel like I had a special connection. I connected with these people. They like genuinely miss you. You know, they miss me when they when I was away. They miss when I like they're anticipating. Like, there's people that have my name tattooed on their arms over there. It's right. like a different type of connection, and you know, because I'm I feel like I'm on my on my entrances. It's not just me just walking to the ring and just dancing and then like you know posing. It's me giving myself to the audience, mm-hmm. and they are receiving it. It's like it's a trade. It's a dance. You know, like I vibe with them. They vibe with me, and we connect on this different level. So they already appreciate and like before I even get in the ring, they already feel something for me. And that's something I like always wanted. That's, that's when I feel like I realized I turned the corner on becoming a, a wrestler and a, mm-hmm. to, from a wrestler to a performer, I was performing. And some people use that as like a, a really taboo word in wrestling. Like, oh, he's a super a superstar. He's a performer. I'm like, no, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. We are performers. We watch on other any performers. Level. On every level, it's like we watch other performers to adapt those things into performing. We do it in a wrestling base, and that's the core of what we do is professional wrestling. But where it's a performance, and we're performing. So, like, I watch other great performers, you know. So, that's what I wanted to always bring everywhere I went. It's just like I, the whole atmosphere changes when I come to it. That's my match. But oh, cool, 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 cool. Wait a minute, we gotta we gotta sit and watch and bask in this. That's like, um, and, but that, I I really understood that when I'm going overseas. And like yeah. going to progress, it was the same thing. It's like time stopped for three years, and then I walk back in. It's like, yep, right back to where we left off. And like, it's just hearing people like say they, I, I watch your, I listen to your podcast, and watch your, watch all this stuff, all the time. Your music videos, all that. I'm like, man, over here we have a reach. I mean, me and Montezzi and the Swerve City team, you know, are doing something. You know, because that's a, once again that connection. Mm-hmm. Man, I that's so interesting. You said that because the first match I've ever seen you in was a Defy match. And I would say that off that entrance, like, I definitely get what you mean. I mean, yep. when we saw Ain't no ain't Nobody the first time in that Defy match when you first came back, I don't know if you remember, I quote tweeted and said, The vibe is back. And mm-hmm. that, I don't, that's so coincidental that you said it's a vibe because it for sure is. Yeah. And, and But, like, now coming back um, uh, from a couple weeks ago, like, or last week, I should say, just coming from that, like, I didn't want to, like, I wanted to keep the same vibe and the same energy, but I didn't want people to see me as how I left. Right. Like three years ago, I was like still like I'm in my 20s. I'm like like the Travis Scott type vibe. That's Mm -hmm. what, you you know, the ASAP kind of vibe and stuff. The Kid Cudi is kind of like a mesh of all these things with that. Now I'm coming back. I'm older. I'm like. I'm 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 an adult. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm like (laughs) now it's like a little darker. I'm a little like more poised. I walk with like I feel like I'm walking on water, and everybody's beneath me type of presence. Right. You know what I mean? It's not like to be arrogant. It's just it's a different vibe. It's like turning the dial this way, opposed to turning it all the way that way. Right. Like, I want you to feel a different way. You don't know exactly what it is, but you feel it. You know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even get. I didn't even wrestle. I didn't put my hands on anybody. You know. So now you're anticipating what happens when I actually do. You already have like a preset emotion and feel before I even the bell even rings and that's what I wanted I feel like I accomplished that goal that night 
You definitely did. It's funny. Uh, I talked about this with ACH. Now you re-entering into the independent scene, you're taking on a kind of veteran role now. There's a lot of, there's some 16-year-old wrestlers in some of these locker rooms that you're going into. So there's some wrestlers that have watched you coming up. So they're coming up to you asking for advice. How does it feel to take on a veteran's kind of role in the locker room, in pro wrestling in general? Uh, I value it very highly. Um, uh, cause like I'm seeing like, even like going to be in a terminus and stuff, there's a lot of young guys right. and I'm seeing Leon Ruff, like yep. opening the show and stuff mm -hmm. and seeing like my experience with him. And then like a lot of these guys, like I'm doing seminars now, they're saying like, yo, like I got into wrestling cause I watched you versus Leo. Exactly. And I'm like, that's incredible. That's like, that's like, crazy, that's not, huh? but that's not that far away. That's mm -hmm. like, that was only like five years ago, four right. years ago. That's like not that long. So these guys are like four years wrestling and since that time frame. So like that's cool, but I don't want y'all to see me now as of how you saw me then. Right. You know what I mean? I right. don't want that same vibe. You don't want to see Dr. Dre doesn't want to be seen as like the chronic one. I got vibe, you. You know yeah. what I mean? He wants to mm -hmm. be like he's here now, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing. Like um, but seeing these young guys I, like you're about to have this match with Nick Wayne, and he's yeah, uh, 16 years old, you know? man, 16 old phenom. Um, <laughs> seeing these young guys I, I, at this point, it's the evolution of like athleticism and sports all mm -hmm. around, all around in entertainment. Everybody's understanding and getting it at a younger age, and like, like not even just like, oh, I get it. No, they like got it. Got these it. Guys yeah. Got it, man. Mm -hmm. You know, like they get the structure, they get the. They get the crowd control. They get the body control. They got the, the pay, the rhythm. It's just so many different things. They got it, but I have I haven't felt them yet. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to feel some of these guys, and right. that's that's going to take time mm -hmm. to get it. You know, like the, you do have special occasions where like you feel an MJF. You right. feel him. Everything mm -hmm. he does, everything, every and week by week by week by week by week, you feel something new, different, organic. You feel him. He's got that down. So that's a rare like occasion. Will Ospreay at 27 years old, you feel him when mm -hmm. he's in that ring. You feel his entrance. You just like those are just phenomenons that you just can't explain. Even Leo, shout out Leo Rush, he, you feel that guy. He's a presence. You know? Yeah. So that's my goal from like reaching You're to these a younger guys. Yeah. yeah, like there's a presence when I walk in to face you in the ring. There's a presence match that or try to reach it. That's a story in itself. Mm -hmm. Can he, even if he fails, that's not a bad story. And I want to tell these guys, like, there's nothing, you're not doing anything wrong. There's no wrong answer in wrestling. Like, oh, what's the name's doing his move? Oh, he's doing his move. I'm like, yeah, he should do it. Do the shit. Mm -hmm. like, that's how they're learning. Right. Like, I'm pretty sure Allen Iverson wasn't telling young kids like don't do the crossover. No, they were right. doing the crossover. <laughs> but then like yeah. but then like they were adding to it. Now we're getting like sham sham gods and like we're getting like double behind the back. We're getting curry slides because mm -hmm. they're adding to what they already know and that's the evolution of things. So like a Nick Wayne does the springboard cutter, like the Oz cutter and stuff. I'm like, yeah, do it. You should do it. But after a while he's gonna be like, you know what? I I'm changing. I'm growing. I'm old, old, I'm getting older. I'm going to change up something. I can't do that anymore because he's going to he's going to learn it. 
but I don't want to be the one, the old uh, geezer to come and be like, hey, that's Osprey stuff. Don't do that. The old head. <laughs> yeah. comes, the hey, old that's head. my homie over here. Like, don't do that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seeing people in death matches do the house call, or, you know? Right. Like, I'm seeing, like, I'm like, oh, cool. Do it. Do right. It's the shit. evolution yeah. of wrestling. Everybody's yeah. going to use everything. Yeah, and you should. You need to learn how your body works in those moves. You need to understand, like, how, like, your body's going to react, how it's going to, how to control it. That's how I learned it from doing ricochet shit. I learned mm-hmm. it from doing swan stuff. Right. I learned it from doing like uh, ACA stuff, Gargano stuff, Cole stuff, Sammy Callahan stuff, Riddle stuff. I learned it from being with those guys coming up doing that stuff, you know? And But then I started like tweaking and learning and maturing and now started evolving. And then I started adapting and doing my own thing. I still do Austin Aries stuff, mm-hmm. you know? But like, that's my advice to them. It's like, okay, cool. Keep doing that stuff. Do do it. Do it. Get comfortable with it. And then once you're comfortable and you're confident with it, you're going to adapt and like want to change up in anything because now you're going to feel confident to do anything else. And then you're going to be smart. Your brain's going to just adapt over time and evolve. And now you're going to create something whole new from this origin. Okay. I have to uh, at least address a little bit of an elephant in the room because as people can see, to my direct left on the screen, there's a big Fightful logo. And, of course, there was a story that broke on Fightful. I'm not going <laughs> to ask you about that. And I'm not going to ask you about that because why the hell would I ask you about that? I know what you're going to answer. That said, I've got a different question, kind of as it pertains to whatever that may be. <laughs> and that is, whatever the next run is for Swerve the Realist. What is it when that run is all said and done? Whatever it is, wherever it is, whoever it's with, when it's all said and done, what? how would you want to look back on that run and what would you like it to be? I wanna feel like I've changed a narrative of how I want to change the, the narrative of the value of a in-ring talent because there's a lot of value put behind match quality, which is good. It's great. It's amazing. We need to be good at what we do. We need to be top performers. But there's this hierarchy that's set that you have to meet this to be considered one of the best or the top tier. And that's not the case. You know what I mean? That's like, that's, it's, it's almost like I, we compare to basketball. Everybody in here is a basketball fan. Most people are. That's like saying, to me, it's like saying, if you keep it like that, if you keep it that, that hierarchy like that, then centers can't be considered best in the world. It's right. always going to be shooting guards. Mm-hmm. Like, because how we look at, how would they view basketball? It's like, oh, the best players in the world are the scores. Mm-hmm. I'm like, genuinely, tr- generally true. But Jokic just won MVP. All right. So that's a narrative that's changing that like, oh, the best score necessarily isn't the best in the world. It's the best all around performer. Like if you look in the NFL, Tom Brady is the greatest of all time, right? Mm-hmm. But Odell Beckham Jr. is the most followed athlete in the sport right in, in the nfl you know what i mean like because mm-hmm. there's 
it's not just the stats. It's not just the we. That's a, a, a subjective. That it's, it's very subjective. Mm-hmm. Like, what is a star? What is a top? Like, is it is it is it the stats? Is it the is it the performance? Is it the appeal? There's so many different elements that come that that go into it, but I feel like this grading on the scale is the same criteria, right? And it's the same lane, and then it's moved constantly for certain people because they don't do necessarily this, they don't necessarily perform this rate, so therefore, ah, uh, no, we can't put them in top ten. No, we got to put move them top fifty. No, we don't talk about them on a weekly basis. I'm like, okay, but this person provides way more than what this person's doing, right? I'm not taking anything away from them, but if you're going to start grading this, we got to put it in the, we got to start putting them in the same lane. Overall appeal. You know, if you want to go, if you want to go by that, Brock Lesnar is the best in the world. He's number one. If it's that, yeah. If we want to mm-hmm. go by that mm-hmm. and then like Bobby Lashley top five, mm-hmm. but that's not the scale. That's not how we move it. So the narrative is about this. So I'm going to be the one to really change the narrative from what I'm about to do. Mm-hmm. things that I'm like, I because I just sit back and I'm quiet. A lot of times, you don't really hear me critique, put my opinion out on this show. If I do, it's positive, And that mm-hmm. means it's like, that really stuck out to me. You know what I mean? And that's even super rare in your case. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, like, the last thing I tweeted about a positive match was like, I loved um, Gunther and Ryder Strong are killing it on NXT. Mm-hmm. You know? Because I Gunner. genuinely felt that way when I went to Gunner. Yeah, shout Gunner. out Gunther. Shout out Walter, you know? <laughs> but, like, you're not really seeing me. Like, so, like, I just, I'm, I'm patient and I'm quiet and I let everybody have their turn. I let everybody talk their shit. I let everybody change the goal, move the goalposts left and right for all these guys <laughs> that are doing all like, and shout out to a lot of these dudes because they're all my friends. I love them to death. I still talk to them. I shout them out. I praise them. I, I show them their, I give because it's their time. Why wouldn't I do that? It's their time. Go showcase what you're doing to the best of your ability. Go do that. And I'm going to be there. Like, I'm going to be there. Yeah, do your thing. You're doing your thing, homie. But when it's my turn, Keep that same energy. Let's go. When sure, it's my turn, when it's Swerve's turn, keep that same energy. Come on. But I'm doing something <laughs> that's different from you at still a high level. Y'all better change. Y'all better keep that same criteria, and my my name better be slotted somewhere in there. That's yeah. all I'm saying. That's yeah. where I want to leave behind. I'm gonna change. I want to change that narrative that is put out there, especially for people of color. In this industry especially yeah because i really feel like there's what i'm about to provide is something that once again hasn't been done i've done it many times on many other contracts and wrestling television television programs and people seem to constantly forget that like the fact that me and dante fox have never had a five-star match okay cool We've all seen the match, too. (laughs) But that also also changed the narrative for the television show. Neither up, like, you know what I mean? I changed that then. Mm -hmm. That was in 2017. Mm -hmm. NXT, oh, cool. Swerve's doing his thing. He's not putting on his Cruiserweight Championship. He's not, they're not, yeah, he's he's doing his thing, but he's like kind of, "Eh, he's doing this. All right, cool. Changed up some stuff. Made people uncomfortable. Didn't understand what was going on. 
and boom, hit row emerges. Wrapped on a cipher, my podcast goes to the WWE Network. Never been done before. Independent podcast. Independent podcast. (laughs) With my friends that we did it, five people, me, CZ, Mike, Cy, and X, all together did that in here, in this room, and got it on the WWE Network. First episode, Drew McIntyre is WWE Champion. Okay, Let's cool. Go speak didn't on change it. That, didn't change that narrative. <laughs> got it. Cool. Did a hip hop cipher on NXT national TV USA. Never happened before. There's been rap performances, but there never been a cipher. But we did it both at the same time. Four people in sync. A female involved. Boom. Never been done. Okay, cool. Change the narrative. Now coming back out here. People always said like like. I have the track record to prove it, but it's not talked about. So I'm like, okay, cool. I got to do it again. This time I raised the bar again. I'm going to raise the bar again. You can quote me here saying that. That's how confident I am about my abilities, my team that I have involved, everybody, because it's not just me. It's my team, my Swerve City team, my management team. Like it's not just Swerve is not just me. It is a brand. It's a, it is a crew of people that help run this stuff and i have people in la that i've connected with and i had two trips to la 15 days there i got a crew developing over there that's a team because they believe in the same thing they believe in the same thing that i believe in and we just mesh very well and these are top industry people so when it's a team i can't take the credit for that swerve is not just me that's what realist is this i'm the i am being 100 percent real like, well, it's, that's hard. It's about to get spooky. That's why I say spooky season because it's about to get spooky. <laughs> <That's laughs> it's about to get spooky. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of which, though, uh, let's bring it back around because uh, being with the new name Swerve the Realist, uh, we have we have a three in there, and uh, you talked about just a couple of days ago um, that uh, a big part of the reason that you've got the three here is that this is the third go around for you. This is the third iteration that we know of Shane Strickland Swerve, Isaiah Scott, however you want to know him. This is, this is it. This is Swerve, yeah. the realist. I but remember speak- ball head off the uh, CZW big box Swerve. That's uh, a yeah, new flavor. Shit. Time ago. I'm saying. <laughs> but um, also speaking in threes, let's talk about the album because this is, also, the third go around for Swerve City. That's coming uh, out in March. Yes, and and it's coming out in March. Look at that! Uh, just threes all around. Um, hey, March eighteenth. Yes, March eighteenth. I think March before 18th. we go at all the what? way into that uh, oh. the music thing, I kind of want to bring it around to how you got to the music before because before you went into the WWE, the character that you had, um, I'd say like the character you're using in MLW. You were kind of leaning towards where you are now, but you didn't really have that thing. And so over time, uh, I talked to TZ about this. We've kind of watched your evolution as a rapper, pretty much. Like we've watched you from like, I'm going to do this until like, I'm doing this. So mm-hmm. uh, kind of showcasing your whole time to the world. How is it to uh, debut as a rapper when you've already kind of built some nor- notoriety in a different lane? How was it kind of getting the reception from like fans and such to, to you know, um, not slur- swerve the wrestler, swerve the rapper? 
Um, that was like a challenge because I didn't want I the if you notice like every album uh, you're about to see this on the next one as well, mm-hmm. none of it had to do with any wrestling. Right. I had to change once again change the narrative that I don't need to hang on to wrestling to like push my rap my music career. Mm-hmm. You know, and like being around TZ built that. Shout confidence. out to TZ. Shout out my TZ man. Mm-hmm. Like he just put out J- uh, July six man freaking. Uh, Eric Sun too. He's working Erica's so hard. Too. I can't believe how uh, hard he works. <laughs> I talk to that man every day. We have a conference call every day about something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had like three of them today with him. Um, <laughs> he was uh, in my DM too. That man is working hard. I'm telling you, man. Oh, he yeah. is working. Yeah. But that's that's the beauty. We push each other because, yeah. like, we just got home at six thirty this morning. Mm-hmm. You know, like on the road, six hours from Atlanta, driving because, like. Like, I'm going to do it. Are you going to do it? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing it. You doing it. So right. we do it. Like, I know I'm going to do it. I know I'm going to get it done. That's going to push him to get it done. Mm-hmm. And he knows that he's going to get it done. That's going to push me to get something done. So that's what that and that's what that that camaraderie was in the music as well, especially mm-hmm. like like his his um his talent is immense. Mm-hmm when it comes to lyricism and just music creating in general, just like not, not, not just rapping, just like just the way he just like composes the music, the way he's just like, I was in awe of him being in the studio the first time. And it felt like a mountain to try to reach up to that skill level. Like, how do I do that? How do like, it was intimidating, but it's, but he came down to a certain level to build that comfort level with me. So he kind of like picked me up as we climbed the mountain, you know, He's very encouraging. Mm-hmm. Very, very. But but he was also honest mm-hmm. as well. He was also honest and real with me about it. So I took it serious. I, I, I don't just, we don't, like, we had the setup and we have the thing, but this is like a, an emergency reporting thing. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're here, we, we do it. But I drive to Tampa an hour and a half, three hours total trip, round trip, to record all these albums every session, like, every other week. Like, because that's the one I'm, I'm dedicated. I wanted to get better. On top of being a pro wrestler. On top Mm -hmm. of managing that. You know, so like I wanted to get better. There's too much time in the week. Like I I have I have it, so I'm gonna utilize it. You know, especially during pandemic. We created two albums in one year Mm -hmm. during pandemic. And like you know what I mean? So like but back to your question, it's just like just changing the like I had to get away from rapping about wrestling. Mm -hmm. I didn't change my persona, I just changed my like my demeanor, my topic. Right. Like, mm-hmm. So I had to talk about certain things that you don't know that I've already put out there in the wrestling world. You know what I mean? So, I, and then finding these, like, and then going through inspirations of people that I listen to all the time, like the Gambinos, the Tyler Creators, the ASAPs, the uh, the Kendricks. The you shot about Jid Stratus, today. J.I.D., man, mm-hmm. that man. You know, like, um, and it's a lot of these guys I'm a degree away from knowing. Right. So that's interesting in the music that's super. You did, well. did a lot of work with Flatbush Zombie, so like that's like they inspire man. me every day. Yeah, like I talk to Juice every record I make, every mm-hmm. concept I send it to Juice, and Juice gives me a easy, a clean feedback. You know, I send it to Eric, uh, Eric Elliott, the architect. Mm-hmm. I get feedback from the guys, and these are guys that are composing, like doing it big. They're you know, huge. Like, yeah, doing it big. <laughs> like, I send it to Nick Caution, who's like mm-hmm. does records with Denzel Curry and and Joey Perlera. Bass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm. These are the, the these are the, my council of guys I can go to. I can go to Donnell Jones, mm-hmm. which blows wow. my mind. 
you know, that's like, crazy. You know, so this is like the camp is is deep. John Connor, Slim Shady, a uh, uh, a shady aftermath artist. You know, these are like so. How can I not get better with the team? Like mm-hmm. I preach that all the time. I have a team. Like it's not just me getting better. No, it's people that are bringing me up and pushing me and guiding me in the right direction. Like if I would have started trying to rap at like nineteen with none, no team, and I'm just getting in some dude's closet just doing this, I wouldn't be where I'm at. Like that right. quick. No, I had like. I had I'm blessed to have like a a great assortment of like music knowledge guys, Grammy winners, writers, you know, dudes that are like performing on Rolling Loud, mm-hmm. you know, like that tour the world that are great at this. They they made millions doing this. Those are the people that are like assisting me and pushing me and like making sure like ah this doesn't sound right. Oh, get the levels right here, the EQs like, and like just leveling me and like it also keeps me humble because that's the, such another I, I got to climb to. Like, right. I want to get to John Connor's level. Mm-hmm. I want to get to a Mickey Fax who's like spitting like a mad scientist on the same record with him, you know. Yeah. And he, but he likes my work too. He like you know, and then like a music somebody that works side by side with Lupe Fiasco, you know. So yeah, like. and Royce, <laughs> like he's blowing Royce off the, off the tracks. You yeah, know? like these yeah, are right. great, the all time great lyricists. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I have to get better. Mm-hmm. You know. Like, you, meant, I, you mentioned Rolling Loud though, man. Like. I was so disappointed that you guys yeah. did get the chance to get that Rolling Loud spot next year. Mm-hmm. Like I, I thought for sure when Rolling Loud happened and you guys were moving up to SmackDown, I was like, "All right, man, Hero's gonna be at Rolling Loud next year. That should be the move." Oh, a ball missed! Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say. <laughs> I mean, I know, but I just I was hoping, you know, if if, if people have watched you, our show, I think a point of you know, part they go of reason, to Rolling Loud, Otis. <laughs> exactly 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 my guy great point because man <laughs> man um shout out otis i love you bro no shout out otis but that's <laughs> funny yeah. but it's hella funny like yo what is otis doing here bro these people yeah. don't know who anybody is like I, like i said it should have been john cena and jeff hardy in a match because everybody at roller knob would have been like yo we know who john cena and jeff hardy is it's laid out here but you know, like it's, we, it, things happen. Yeah, there. like think of the inverse of that. Like, you, if you're if, if uh, like country music television is doing a show, you're not going to send us to like for right. get on stage with Garth Brooks. No. Exactly. Right. Yeah, gonna it's do not going to work you know? like that. They're going to send out Elias wherever he is. <laughs> nah, they, yeah, they got to send out security too. Um, oh, so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, so like I want to talk about with the album. Um, so this being the third go around. And we've seen a lot of maturity, as we just talked about, of you as an artist and as a rapper. Um, and with you and Montezzi as a duo, uh, I've heard some pieces of this album already. And I, I said, I've said to you personally, I'm going to say the same thing that I said to you personally, that this feels like, not to say there was anything wrong with what you guys were doing previously, but it feels like the foot is all the way on the gas this time around. Um, oh, yeah. Talk to me about what is going to make this the album for Swerve City? Well, this is like the most like, we, we also get more a little bit more uh, adult heavy and explicit mm-hmm. with a lot of things. We've always like discussed like, like on Right Back and GPS album, we discussed like relationship issues and like, and it's like also it's interesting, like we discussed the relationship issues in like that track, but Teasy's talking about my relationship issues. I'm talking about his, mm-hmm. but we're talking about the same type of things, 
you know so like there's a lot of like um scenario flipping if you pay attention and right back is the sequel to right you know so like from the first album in humble beginnings right right is talking about like like i'm right no i'm justifying your right in the in the argument you know and like doing all the bad things like storming out throwing stuff like no i'm justified because i'm right about this thing and then right back is discussion like you know what i was wrong let's get back together you know like we i was tripping you were tripping too but let's let's find a way to make this out because we love each other so much so there's sequels to like a lot of these tracks so you kind of got to have to listen in order to rewind and go back to them like gps is a journey a story you hear the skits in it and all that stuff so we're going somewhere we're just like but we're not telling y'all the destination we're just keep going and driving and stuff and then through that out that album you're hearing us listening to from humble beginnings so these albums weave between one another over and over and over again so it's like it's like a trilogy it's like very tarantino-esque mm-hmm. like oh this oh this is the same universe as that one this is in the same universe as here this is in the same universe these but they're like these little character elements and these discussions that we have that are like they kind of have continuity going through so tears is like the most mature out of all of them so like the other two were like um edited like we didn't uh, use a lot of foul language this one we get a little more derogatory like it, it's matured so has yeah, our sound. the fed so, <laughs> yeah it, well the people yeah, we ain't watching no more well we was we was going to release it anyway you know right. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but now like we're now like with those same like um topics now we're going into the next depth of it so like we had the discussion we're making up now we have on tears we have slow which is how i'm going to make up to you we have it's like essential like oh i'm the freak with the freak i was seeking to keep me weak on the evenings get no sleep on the weekend between needs to be leaking when we meet on no green when we meet in no green because the best city squeaking got me harder than semen she working hard for my semen you know mm-hmm. there's like there's a lot of we're going there now. Mm-hmm. This is how I'm making it up to you. This is how I like to make love to you. This is how, <laughs> like, in a tease, he's like, hey, like, you know, Jada Little Freak, always want to go up and down, up and down on my meat. Cause she, you know, she's like going, he's like going in there talking about all the other girls that he's done the same stuff with. Mm-hmm. Then we have features, girls talking about doing it with other girls. It's like, it, it, it goes there, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's just one record. That's like, this like, it's like I said, we're weaving in between all these other albums and these tracks. Uh, the features, we just had Music Soul Child put on it. Yeah. And like we just recorded last night, going to master that this week. Get that out, man. It's like, and just being in a studio with him till like 3.30 in the morning, him just be passionately singing um, and just like into it. He's like, I've never done, he's like, by the way, I've never done a track like this before. So y'all the first guys ever getting something like this. This is literally what he hard. said. Mm-hmm. He's never like doubled his own vocals with like his rapping and stuff like that. So he's mm-hmm. doing some experiment, but he was just like, man, I was zoning, bro. I was zoning. I felt this one. And I, like, and I wrote these songs. Right. I wrote these concepts. Teasy like rapped his heart out. Then I followed Teasy's lead on um, the other joints that we're doing. Like, it, it's, it's, a, it's, this is a magical project, bro. Beautiful. It's magic. I can honestly say it's magic. Like John Connor comes in and on currency like ain't no need in going to half cock because kind of go the whole nine like mm-hmm. we're like we're yeah. just sitting in the studio like oh my god what are we doing mm-hmm. and we're just pushing <laughs> each other so you get the you get bars there you know then you get like you got 
uh, freaking shout out British and Kane over in the UK providing a, uh, a verse on Famous Last Words, Rich Lotta rapping the hook on it. And Big, Big Homie Rich. Rich. Big, yeah. Big Homie Big Rich. Homie Rich. Mm-hmm. Big Homie Rich stepped his game the hell up this album with this production. I will, I am, I praise this man on the highest, highest, highest mountains. This dude step because like once again we're a team. If I'm stepping up, you got to step up. Mm-hmm. If he's stepping up, he got to step up. And Rich stepped up and all just the way to the so. And now you're seeing you're seeing it firsthand with the AEW project, man. Let's go, baby. Right yeah. there, right let's go. Edge. Oh, let's go. Like said, and it's funny how like all this was happening, and I'm in NXT. But like all these little relationships are forming mm-hmm. on the other side of it, you know. Like and then like, we can't the, we, we can't really talk to him. He's over there. We, we don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, but like, but I'm still working. And like, right. meanwhile, Tease is on like doing Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara, Big, <laughs> Big Swole's interest, but he's also on the WWE Network with the Source City Podcast. So like, we're kind of we was like we like sneaking people through the back door. Like right. y'all were. All- Honestly, y'all were already bridging the gap, like, I mean, from the beginning, right? Because, like, Wednesday Night War kicks off, right? But then at the same time, Swerve City Podcast is going, and all of a sudden, we got Swole, we got TZ, and we got uh, Swerve all on one show here. And all these other people, all these fans are talking about this, that, and y'all are just like, nah, man, we're we're making moves over here, and we're going to continue to make these moves. Like if we can, we can, we can do this. Like if up, up and down, up, up, down, down, the party can have Cesaro, Cole, like you know Tyler Breeze, and you know freaking Austin Creed. Why can't we have ours? You know, right. yeah. we're not talking about them. You ain't talking about us. We talking right. about other shit. There's other stuff in the world. Right. You know? like, it's crazy. It's like, and yeah, uh, it's just, yeah. So just to put a cap on this tears yeah. album thing, man. It's it's a it's a magic project, dude. Like we put a lot of effort into this thing. Like going back and forth, driving, traveling. Like, uh, I just can't wait for everybody to be so receptive of these music videos that we popped out. Like the videos, videos are fire. Uh, the production has went on every level, including the music videos. The, the, that was the that was the also the next challenge was like, how do we step up in the mm. music videos? Because if you, you watch Broke Boys, all the way to I'm the Man, all the way to uh, freaking uh, Dope and Haters, all the way to Starships. Now we got, what did we put out? Big Sis Birthday. Yeah. We still have two more videos we got to drop. We still got to drop digits with AJ Frank on there. Mm-hmm. That's a whole movie. Right. <laughs> and yeah. then we got, then we got Tears, the the song coming out that's going to drop on the day Tears drops. So you don't even get that. So we still got stuff we got to unload. Because you're, I, I want y'all to appreciate the effort that went behind this project with the music the videos, the production, the talent that's coming in, the other talent, the big name talent that's believed in it so much that they provided the service to jump on with us. You know, all time great talents, man, all industry level, high industry level talents that just believe in this project. Legends, like Music Soul Child just came off of doing verses Mm -hmm. against Anthony Hamilton, then dropped a music video and song with Earth Gang, Amen. Mm -hmm. Then the following week, jumping on a project with us, with Tears and and Not My Fault. Listen, mm-hmm. man, y'all asking that, this that man sell, about if that, wrestling, if that, man. <laughs> if that don't sell, I don't know what else to say. Y'all asking this man about wrestling. He an album mode, bro. I'm saying, <laughs> <sorry, man. laughs> I don't care. I don't care about a freaking arm hold, man. But, I, don't but, about, but, I don't care about but, your sleeper hold. Like, but, no, you know what, though? What I love is how far it's all come, right? That, like, yeah. if we were talking about wrestling and hip-hop, 
uh, I've shuddered to even like utter this sentence, but like we talk in the '90s, right? We talk oh, wrestling and hip hop. We got Hulk Hogan in the wrestling boot uh, band album. Uh, we got Randy Savage talking about be a man, although. In hindsight, Be a Man was kind of dope. Don't sleep on Be a Man, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, as, um, you know, one of the things that, uh, one of the words a lot of people like to use these days is authentic, right? That um, we have reached the point of authenticity. And um, we've reached the point where, yeah, as you were mentioning, wrestling or hip-hop and wrestling don't necessarily have to center around each other that you can do right. an entire three albums that don't talk about matches like it's yeah. it's it, 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 I'm, and, not, I'm not i'm not promoting a match through my song right, right. yeah you know? like yeah there's not a wrestling bar on this whole album dude. <laughs> that's not one yeah yeah I no I, I love how far that's come right yeah. but you know speaking of music Anytime you say this man's name out loud, when the, when you got released, when you got anytime they say swerve and in the independent wrestling scene, you can't say your name out loud without somebody saying, "Ain't nobody." What about "Ain't nobody"? What ain't, mm. dude? Any you can't. Your name is surgically attached to this. Uh, uh, like shout out to wrestling peers. They they made a post and literally I screenshotted it. Every comment on it is. Ain't nobody. Are we gonna hear? Ain't nobody. It's people ain't posting nobody. Shaka Khan gifts. It's like, ain't hey, where, where's ain't nobody? Every single comment on down. Yeah. And that's funny because we talked a little bit about how you said you wanted to be different on this new run. You didn't want to be attached to your, the old you. So, how was it? Were there points where you were like, I'm not gonna use ain't nobody. I'm I'm moving on. I'm doing something different. What kind of role did Ain't Nobody play? Because that's all anybody ever talks about. Swerve is crazy. I mean, I used it. I used it for ter uh, uh, Terminus. Right. You know, they allowed it. Um, mm -hmm. New Japan wouldn't allow it, um, and allow Progress it. wouldn't allow it because like okay. they're still like going on to WWE Network and stuff. Right. So, uh, sidebar, I snuck my way back on there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, right under the gate, bro. Rid of me, huh? Right. All that. So, uh, um. But at this point, man, like, like I said, this is a different version of me. I don't That's think I need saying. ain't nobody. Right. You know, so I need to get away. Like, just like. I want you to say it out loud yeah. so everyone can leave us yeah. alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shut the hell up, man. Like, because <laughs> like, I can't own it. Right, I love exactly. It, but I That's can't own it. This is and like you're a rapper. This... Like, why would you have yeah. another person's song that just yeah, doesn't? I like, love ain't nobody is bomb, but like, yo, come on, you guys. Yeah. Like maybe there'd be a special occasion in the future where like it means something bigger, like it can mean like more. But like I know it's been three years, y'all haven't heard me come out to it, so I gave it to Terminus. You know, it allowed that. You know, it's it the first time I used it. I might not go. Like I don't know. Like I might need a different feel because right. like I, that was a feel I had, and that got people too attached to me. Now I need you to. Now I need people to attach to me in a different way, right. in a different manner. You know. Like it was cool, it was great, but like even like coming out to Defy, I came out to the Ain't Nobody just mm -hmm. because that nostalgia factor had to hit and immensely, mm -hmm. like instantly hey. to remember <laughs> for, for any Defy fans that haven't seen me in three years or, or yeah. new fans that like who is this guy? And then you hear that, you'd be like, oh snap, that's the swerve, swerve. Mm -hmm. you know. But now it's like okay, like this is against Nick Wayne, this is like Green Goblin and freaking 
Tom Holland and Spider-Man, you know? <laughs> like, I need a whole different vibe. I can't have people, like, like dancing with me when I'm about to, you know, go against this kind of stuff. And, like, that's, right. that's, I'm also testing the waters each and every, each and every independent I go to. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm always, like, figuring things out, changing things up, give it a feel, and then, like, that, take it away, throw it out. It's like I'm, I'm looking. Like, I feel like Iron Man building the suit, looking at the mm-hmm. graphics. I'm just like, oh, I don't need that here. Move this, move this transition. I'm just doing all that constantly. So, but I do it as I'm working. You know, mm-hmm. I do it as I'm driving or traveling. I'm always just like seeing matrix numbers in front of my face when it comes to this stuff, and that's like what makes me very unique. You know, like I feel like that makes me very unique. Unique. You know. Well, I'm not gonna take up. A whole lot more of your time because your time is valuable and we got more to get to on this show. But one last question. And we're going to come back to this. Pick them now. NBA Finals. I think Warriors. I'm, I, I, Warriors versus Bulls. Mm. Hey, look at my two guys right here. <laughs> I, I would love That's to see exactly it. what I was going to say. So let's go. I would baby. love to see it, man. I, mm-hmm. I think it's. I personally think it's going to be Warriors Bucks, possibly, or mm-hmm. Warriors Warriors Nets. Bucks again? I can see uh, Bucks. Yeah. You think they're having? Do you think they're having as good of a year this year as last year? No, but I'm. No. I've been a Bulls fan for a long time, man. <laughs> I, 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 oh, I, I don't want to set my expectations okay. too high, man. We're going to the finals, bro. Like I, I just, yeah. I, I got to be ready for this letdown if that happens. Yeah, NBA is a little difficult with these kind of things because a twisted ankle can change the whole landscape. Of exactly. The you know, yeah. so one night you know, the like, whole thing is over. Man. Yeah, you know, like I got uh, shins points. Can't play tonight. Like what? <laughs> like, yeah. you, know? <laughs> you know, man. So like, it, it's tricky when it comes to that. So, but I, I'm going. Like I, I said, like when I saw them get DeRozan, Zach Levine, and Lonzo, I'm like, ooh, that's that's it. That's, that's they're going to be number one. They're going to be top three in the, in the East. Yeah, Y'all man, see the dude like, on Twitter with the, the Rose jersey. He changed yes. it to DeRozan. Yes, I did see that. <laughs> that was hilarious. 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 Man. And so, Yo, I mean, and, we're talking and, and a little bit great. about sports. You, um, your yeah. football team, Super Bowl champions. So let me tell you about that night. That was crazy. Um, so, <laughs> like, well, first of all, I went to the Tampa game, the Tampa mm-hmm. versus Rams game, divisional playoff. Like, so I was like. You were in enemy like, territory. Oh, yeah. I was like. Red all around me, mm-hmm. and I'm just sitting here. I'm in Florida. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in Florida, South. Like, yeah, like Yikes. it was the first half of the game was just twenty to three. Didn't hear the didn't hear the cannons go off at all. I'm like, oh, a little quiet over here. Like, you see the, the <laughs> arena, like the screens with like the players, like, all right, everybody, third down, let's get hype, let's get hype. Everybody's like, uh, mm, mm, not hype. <laughs> <laughs> then but... fumble happens. Fumble happens. Another fumble happens. Touchdown happens. Jalen Ramsey cooked Mike Evans in the end zone, twenty-three to fourteen. I'm like, these towels start waving around. I'm like, what is happening? Oh my god! <laughs> I, 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 I was almost texting you like because I was I went to text you like uh, just oh, a congratulations okay. like in the first half, and then I'm like, hmm, don't do that because mm-hmm. as I'm seeing it like start to get closer and closer, I'm like, I don't know that this is going to go in his favor. <laughs> and so I'm like, shut up. My group chat was blowing up, and it was just like, "Uh oh, what's happening?" Swerve, what's this? Oh my god! I'm like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Man, I was just losing my mind. I was on the edge of my seat. And then freaking Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, deep over Antoine Winfield Jr. Foul, catch, kick the field goal, got Tom Brady out of here. Because you got about the NFL. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, bye. Don't miss you. Because <laughs> you were the guy that beat us in the Super Bowl when Travis Scott performed mm-hmm. <laughs> the halftime show. And we didn't score a damn touchdown. We averaged 30 points all season. I was Man. upset. I was high. Man. And I watched that game. At, I watched the Super Bowl in Ireland at Ooh. 4 in the morning. Ooh. I had to start when it I... at 3. Ooh. I was going to watch it until 4 or 5 mm-hmm. in the morning. So I lost sleep in the game. So... <laughs> So uh, being out in L.A., so being out in L.A. watching the Super Bowl, I was with A.J. and uh, Miko Grimes. We are at there at her place um, watching it with a big assortment of people. It was an awesome time, like wearing my Rams, my Aaron Donald jersey. You can mm-hmm. check my IG, see how I was feeling when, you know, put up the ring, got that last sack <laughs> on Joe Burrow. It's a beautiful thing. So I go I go back to the, uh, to my Airbnb, um, laying down, just like, ah, Rams Super Bowl. <sighs> Yeah, and then like, oh snap! IG, I see my man Josh V. Uh, Josh V, the boyfriend of Nita Strauss. Nita Strauss, um, guitar, uh, guitar for uh, Alice Cooper. Also done like the Nakamura entrance and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff with NXT and and uh, WrestleMania and WWE and stuff. Like she's been on the podcast as well. Shout out Nita Strauss and all them. Um, he hits me up because Nita Nita Strauss was in um, New Orleans at the time, but uh, Josh was in L.A., and since they, she plays the guitar for the Ram Stadium and all that stuff, he had access to their banquet after the Super Bowl, after the game. So he just was like, oh, dude, you're in L.A.? Yo, I got a plus one. Come out. I said, well, skip that dilly D. I'm going to get all my stuff back on. So I took the Uber 25 minutes away, like, uh, freaking partying, hanging out, meeting, like, Paul Hecker, the punter for the Rams on the night they win the Super Bowl. Crazy. So it's like, I get there at like midnight, around three o'clock. We've been meeting all these people. It was cool. I started heading out. We was like, I was like, yo, you want to catch the Super Head out? He's like, yeah, let's head out. As we're walking on the exit table over there with a bunch of people around them, security, it's Aaron Donald. Mm. I was like, we'll skip that Dilly D. I'm going to go to Dap him up. Like, I was like, yo, man, I'm wearing this. Wearing, I'm meeting the guy, my favorite player in the league, wearing his wow. jersey, meeting him, cool. Couldn't get pictures because of security mm-hmm. and all that. But it was like I don't even need the picture. Like that's just mentally wow. locked in my head. I was like, what is going on in life right now, man? Wow, yeah, it's like so a fan I, meeting you at a wrestling yeah. show. Man. <laughs> yeah. that's the night I win, the, the night I win, like the main event at, Ma- at Mania, like mm-hmm. the, the, the equivalent of that kind of thing. Yeah. You know? But dude, it's like crazy. You know, like he's saying, contemplating. Uh, contemplating like retiring too, mm-hmm. like after he because he finally got his ring, he already has all the defensive awards he can get. Like, so it was a special night. So, like, That's I rooted awesome. for the right team. I picked the right team in two thousand to <laughs> be my team for life. You know. Wow. Well, congratulations on that. Congratulations yeah. on the Super Bowl win. Broncos fan over here continues to. Be sad, but uh, we'll, we'll yeah, get there. Like we, we, talk about, we don't talk about football <laughs> hey, in no, Chicago. Wait, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, wait, I, I will say this, um, that Von Miller, he specifically said, look, I'm just playing in L.A. right now. 
but I am eternally a Broncos fan. So, I was in that oh, sense. No. Give that <laughs> no, y'all, don't, y'all don't get that just like Detroit. Yeah. Exactly. No, okay. Wait, wait, wait. First off, okay. Is it, no, it, Matt Stafford is a completely different case. Matt Stafford did not have success in in uh Detroit whereas we're talking like about we're, whereas we're talking about Von Miller who right. uh, Super Bowl MVP Von Miller yeah, okay. so uh, <laughs> a big difference between Von Miller How and Matt big? Stafford right. difference, though. yeah what's the difference come on yeah but either way and and he was playing for the Broncos already earlier in the yeah. season so it is kind of like a little bit of a His victory ring about to say LA Rams on it not the as a matter of fact, you know, I'm going to completely leech off this victory because you know what? Because the Rams are owned by Stan Kroenke, who oh, owns the Denver, nu- who owns now. the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> And so you know what we did, we got a whole piece of the cake right now. Stan Stan Crocking in the building. What? He got, the, he got the Stretch Armstrong's arms out to reach for that one, boy. I yeah. tell you, man. Hey, seriously though, Swerve. Yeah, it was such a pleasure to have you here. We got tears uh, available March eighteenth. You are going to be performing tonight at Defy. Um, and against Nick, uh, Wayne. against Nick, so against Nick Wayne, uh, the newest signee to AEW. Um, I guess I Nick can't say Wayne, newest because sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, don't yeah. mix those things up. <laughs> Nick Wayne, newest signee to AEW. Yeah. Not swerve. Sorry, yeah. Tony Khan. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Sean Ross. <laughs> This is the man. second time I mentioned him on an interview. I gotta stop shouting him out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> in like 24 hours, I shouted him out twice. Man. Yeah, like, I told him we were gonna bury him here. Say, like, you suck, Sean Ross. You and your dirt sheets are the worst. Yeah, <laughs> SRS. Yo. Hear them shouting. Shouted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> Let's go, baby. Um, nah, but seriously, um, yeah. So we got Defy coming up. Um, hey, this is the return to the ring for Defy. A a um a promotion that on the 50th um, 50th show Ooh. 50th show uh right so like when i came back out it was year it was year five and now wrestling on 50th anniversary Bob. 50th show i mean perfect 50th show yeah and, and and there's so much more on the horizon uh i have a hunch that we haven't heard the last of swerve the realist um in the slightest What's he going to do? What's he going to do? Where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? That's what I'm saying. I don't talk much. I let everybody else talk. <laughs> I, just plant, I just planted a bunch of seeds, and now it's just like, oh, look, watch everybody just around this camper. And like, watch them bloom. Oh, my God. Bloom. Russell talk. Oh, my God. I'm like, everybody's like, oh, you, you, you stop. Like, it's real, like, stupid of you to promote yourself. I'm like, that's what we do. Yeah, <laughs> like, we we talk. This is pro wrestling. What, did, yeah. Like, yeah. what? This is entertainment. Like, <laughs> like, Kanye doesn't promote his brand. The Yeezys. Right. What are you talking yeah. about? Like, this is what we do. <laughs> Any yes. news that comes out, you put that shit out there. There. Like regardless if I said it or not, y'all said it. I'm gonna put it out there. <laughs> regardless if it's true, I'm like, hey, just look what he said. <laughs> Re- regardless where you show up next, I know where you're gonna kill it, man. Like for me, like way before we even started this podcast, I don't know if you remember this, Will, but 
the first time I ever recorded with this man, um, after we recorded, we had a long conversation. I was like, yo, what's next for Swerve? And this is before I knew y'all were related. And we had this whole conversation that night, like a long conversation. And so to get full circle to our podcast today and have you on is really dope. That's super dope. Thank man. you, man. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, and Thank you know, you. of course, me, uh, high pillars of black wrestling, Swerve is one of those people. Shane Strickland is part of the reason that I'm in the building on this podcast right now. So shout out to Swerve. Like I've been saying since the beginning of this podcast, one of the best wrestlers in the entire world. And we are now about to see everybody. It's going to be beautiful. Thank you, Swerve, Thank man. You, we man. Appreciate, appreciate that. that. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Really appreciate you. Appreciate Thank you for having me. Grab City. What's up? Oh, Swerve City.com or uh, SwerveConfident.com. YouTube.com backslash Swerve City Podcast. Boom. It's right there. You Check got the out. Twitter handle right above. Mm-hmm. Boom. Swerve Confident. There you go. Right there. And it's also mm-hmm. IG as well. Yes, Swerve. Yes. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you did that. Swerve. He swerved. swerved. That's him. Oh, yeah. And breaking news since we didn't break it on the podcast with Swerve. Swerve has signed to. <laughs> Damn, they edited me again. It's crazy out here. Tony Khan, he is really good with those edits. Every time he comes in. Oh, oh. What? <laughs> what was that noise? That's the. Uh, the spoiler spoilers. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, again, uh, just always great. Uh, and folks, let's read some of the super chat, shall what we? What are y'all talking about in here, you guys, man? Y'all better be, y'all better <laughs> uh, relax, okay? Yeah. Jeez uh, uh, Mike says, uh, swerve to the G1. Can't wait to see the Jay White match. Um, I, I, of course, I was there in person, um, so I have a different perspective of how that match went down, but I had a great time watching it in person, and I hope it comes off just as well uh, for people watching at home. Uh, we have uh, I Crunch Pastor Blaster says, supporting the best new wrestling podcast with content for the culture. Let's Blessings go, plus Swerve is dope. Uh, thank you. That. Yes. Uh, Tyrone says, much love to you, Swerve, since you came out to B.O.B. Man, I miss B.O.B. Why do you have to be a flat earther, man? That, like... <laughs> man, listen, there, were, there was a period as a Lupe fan where B.O.B. was bubbling mm-hmm. up, and I had a friend that You can't B. see B. past my shades! Yeah. Like, he that was... was... He was like, he was like, yo, B.O.B. is better than Lupe, and I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Well, because, uh, whoa, uh, whoa, Lupe whoa, was... Buddy. He had that... He had B.O.B. song first that, um... Uh... Beautiful girl, yeah. whatever his song was, Lupe yeah, both of those songs. yeah, that was Lupe yeah, the songs uh, and then nothing uh-huh. on you B-O-B and airplane, yeah, 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 right, yeah, yeah. Right. and then he did, and then like I said, B-O-B they did that song. Not, I don't know who was saying that they were wild, and he is well, because remember, everybody was like, it. everybody was like, BOB when he first came out, like for people who are too young to remember back in like 2010. Uh, when B.O.B. was first coming out, people were like, man, this is the next Andre 3000, mm-hmm. right? Like, he even yeah. says that in the song. He's like, before yeah. they ever compared me to Andre. Like, mm-hmm. that's what people thought, right? And honestly, that. he sunk himself going so deep in on Flat Earth that yeah, no. <laughs> you might even say he walked off the edge of it. Man, um, this is before was, they even ne- like, never this go- is... 
Never go Eric Benet, bro. Yeah, this is before they even started being like crazy about like getting celebrities out of here for stuff. He just like <laughs> got himself out. Got, yeah, they got, they got the guy out of here. Boy. Yeah. Shout oh, out to BOB. We didn't mean to, you know, completely just stomp you out like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Caught a stray on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Man, shout out uh, to in your head, changed man says, What influenced you to use the name Shane as your wrestling name? The name Shane is, uh, or is originated from Ireland. That would have uh, been a good question. Question asking, yeah. Uh, um, right. uh, no, it's not his real name. Oh, okay. um, not his yeah, name anymore, man. No, but 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 wow. but Strickland, real last name, and it's okay. so funny too, because um, uh, there's a really complicated story as to why. Because when I say we're cousins, and then I'm like uh, on my dad's side, they're like, "Why don't you guys have the same last name?" And I'm like, "It's." It's complicated Blue as black. to why. That's how. That's what you, that's I know. How you it's answer. complicated <laughs> as to why that is, uh, because his dad Stephen and my dad Lee, uh, they do have the same dad. Our grandfather is William Washington, William Woodrow Washington, um, but his. Uh, I almost said WW three, but it's it, like it, it's it's too relevant yeah too right yeah now. too relevant right yeah, now because it, it is it is a uh, there's a little bit of a complicated thing where like um, I guess his grandma did not take the last name Washington, so like my dad has so many Strickland relatives. Literally, my dad's birthday was last week, and like on the Facebook comments, it's all Washington Strickland, Washington Strickland, <laughs> Strickland Washington, and it's all like different relatives that all Dang. have some combination of either Washington or Strickland. And that's like growing up, that was it was one of those two last names I knew was related to my dad. Yeah. Uh, if you had a Strickland or Washington, uh, and it's on Swerve's Wikipedia entry, but Fred Strickland, who played for the uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, back in the '90s, he's our cousin as well. Wow. Um, so Y'all that was one of the reunions. <laughs> <are> crazy, <laughs> yeah. bro! All so, kind of stuff going on out there. So, so that was one of those things. But yeah, it's uh, I, and like I never truly understood the dynamic because of the fact that my grandpa died before I was born. Died, mm-hmm. and I'm older than Swerve, so died mm-hmm. before he was born as well. Neither of us knew him. Um, I'm named after him because my birth was so close to his death, and so it was like, well, we're gonna bring William Washington back into the fold, and then I got the name. There he uh, is. So, so that's that. That's that's where my name comes from. That's um, if anybody ever wondered that origin, uh, and Anthony Scats, my uh, true story about Anthony Scats, first person I ever hosted a podcast with, um, and. Uh, also, when I originally had the idea to do a podcast back in 2005, I literally like just finished high school. He was the first person I asked, Anthony Scats. Um, wow. And I think we're going to do an episode of Day After Dynamite together. Um, I just Shout need out to know to Anthony Scats, what, man. what his schedule is on that. Anyway, mm-hmm. Scats uh, says he made Shaka Khan a theme song, a legacy set, uh, Embiid MVP. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, man. That guy DeRozan might have something to say about that, Yeah, DeRozan's going (laughs) crazy right now. Yeah, It's worth noting Scats is from Philadelphia. So um, (laughs) so there's that. uh, We ain't doing none of John's over here, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Philly John's, bro. Speaking of which. Embiid always playing. He's always on fire. So, you know. Yeah. 
uh tremaine says uh i appreciate sort of being here i need to watch more of what he's done he seems so cool but i'd be remiss if i didn't mention jade and nikita this week wrestling is sweet uh i appreciate you guys man jade nikita and... broke the timeline jade, <laughs> jade and who? redacted who, yeah who's the other person you're talking about yeah, I, don't I don't know, know. who that is uh, nikita koloff the the old uh, Russian sickle guy or Lefem Nikita is the only ones I really know. Like, is this after Raw in 1997? Yes or no? We don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Oh, uh, man, it was that in Silk Stockings. Silk Stockings yeah. was like uh, late or earlier 90s. It's like um, what kind of pro- is this? It's, it's not softcore porn. It's like mm-hmm. some kind. I don't know. What, it's, it's weird after Raw, man. Don't let Raw be over and somebody be watching with you. They like, yo, what do you be? <laughs> La Femme Nikita and Silk Stockings are like forever bur- burn in my brain because mm-hmm. of After Raw. Yeah. Um, those were the shows that would come on. You watch wrestling bef- in the 90s, man. That's what you know. You know them two shows. And before Raw, it was Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah. Uh, and I've never <laughs> seen... Sometimes an- Murder, She Wrote also. Murder, She Wrote, yeah. yeah. So I've seen a lot of Murder, She Wrote. I've probably seen like every episode of Murder, She Wrote. But mm-hmm. uh, look, man, I love Solving Mysteries with Jessica Fletcher. But... Um, <laughs> I have never seen an episode of Walker Texas Ranger. I've only I have only ever seen the last like five minutes of an episode of Walker Texas Ranger and how they like always wrapped up and then the music mm-hmm. would play and then it would kick into Raw. That's all I know. Kick off with like no, some no. corny joke or something. They always try to end it on like a. That no, Texas no. Ranger here he goes again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know Chuck Norris from Side into Kicks. Raw at eight fifty seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know Chuck Norris from Sidekicks and his appearance in the Bruce Lee movie, but that Texas Ranger, John, I don't watch that. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. He was also Never saw that episode. Was it the 1994 Survivor Series I think he was at? He was in the corner of uh, Razor Ramon, I think. It was Razor Ramon and Chuck Norris against HBK and Diesel. And Chuck Norris kicked somebody. I think Walter Payton might have been there too. It was a lot of lot going what? on. I think, yeah, <laughs> I think this is Survivor Series '94. It was a lot going on. Check it out, or probably don't check it out. It's a pretty bad show. Yeah. <laughs> I am La Lucha. Says uh, rolling up and hanging with y'all on a Saturday is a vibe. Thanks for repping the culture, Swerve. I'm a huge fan. Congrats on the future endeavors. Um, Thank you. And the real future endeavors, not congrats on the release. Jeez. <laughs> um, <but laughs> <laughs> I mean, because you know what future endeavors means when people say it. Uh, And Scott's also mentioned your Broncos beat my Panthers in a Super Bowl. Uh, They did that as well. That was a a funny night for me, man. It was a very funny (laughs) night. I was the only person in our household because, you know, that was Cam going to the Super Bowl. So, you know, at most Mm -hmm. black Super Bowl parties, everybody's rooting for Cam. And I was Mm -hmm. sitting there, and it was like I was like the only one. Like, guys, Panthers are going to lose this game. And somebody was like, Oh, you a hater. And I was like, nah, they're going to lose. And so after the game, I was looking around like, hmm, sipping a little drink. Like, quite a night, huh, guys? (laughs) You wanted it for Cam so bad, but you're like, you kind of know what's going to happen here, though. Yeah. I guess just the thing I'm tired of as a Broncos fan is quarterbacks winning Super Bowls and then retiring. And so uh, it's like, hey, y'all were at the top. And now you'll get to start at the very bottom again uh, to have to rebuild to that and you that's know, what it's like, be like, man. Just kiss the <laughs> ring and move on. That's all you yeah. got to do. <laughs> yeah, more quarterbacks should do that, actually. Just mm-hmm. like, uh, you know what? Got my ring. 
I'm no. done. <laughs> More uh, wrestling champions should do that too. Hint, hint, Brock Lesnar. Hint, hint, Roman. <laughs> I can't believe up, former bro. Denver Bronco Philip Lindsay. Jesus. By the way, it blows my mind thinking about the stat that Brock is now a ten-time champ. Um, when like he left WWE in 2004, three-time champ. He's gotten seven reigns since he's been back. And like it, six of them, he didn't even want. He just like, I guess I don't really care. I get, <laughs> I'll take it, but not like really. what? Yeah, I mean, the two of them lasted a month. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, he had. I'm uh, just thinking about the one with the rumble uh, earlier, or when he won at day one, and then yeah. also that one where he cashed in the money in the bank. Right. And uh, I still hate that. Let me tell you, one of the biggest problems. And that'll bring us into our next topic. One of my biggest problems with the Brock Lesnar beating Kofi Rain, like, is that if you really had to do it in four seconds, like, let's just say that was how they always envisioned Kofi's reign ending: four seconds, Brock Lesnar. He had a money in the bank briefcase. Mm-hmm. You literally just could have done it with that. Because yes. at least at that point, then you're telling the story of Kofi didn't see it coming and he was blindsided by Brock Lesnar, who took him out four seconds. If you had to do that, he was money in the ha- bank winner and he got two reigns out of that. Two. Yeah, <laughs> two. two. <laughs> like, just you like ha- now, he won the Royal Rumble and then won the championship yeah. anyways. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, you had a device, though, in 2019 with him carried around the money in the bank. You literally could have just had him cash in on Kofi four seconds if that was how it had to end. After a match. Yeah, after a match or anything. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to do that when you had a way to get it. But don't, no, they don't have get to get started. I don't want yeah. to go on a Brock rant. Yeah. <laughs> they have all to right. show that Brock is the man. We all know what it is. Yes. So. Uh, and a couple more super chats. Um, uh, Chris says, Did you see, uh, did you guys see Malachi Black versus Davey Richards? Um, definite match of the year contender. I didn't see that. I haven't. No, I don't even know what that they. What show was that yeah, on? Yeah, what promotion? Yeah, what was show that was that on? on? I usually know, you know, I usually know about the show. Right, this is the indie guy. Mm hmm. Um, and uh, RH says, Will's camera went after him for that Denver Super Bowl championship. Yeah, camera yeah. was like, well, let me cut you off, bro. You, you're doing mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> doing a lot out here, boy. We got to shut it down. He said, also, I can't wait to see Swerve and company redacted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> love the show. Don't be making a me joke on uh, my Look, podcast. man. Uh, hey, I, uh, like I said, Fightful Select. Will. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we need, we yeah, we're going to get yeah. to the Humper. Fightful, Fightful Select dot com um is right, worth everybody hears this uh and they already yeah you know fightfulselect.com it's worth every penny uh i'll say that we uh, was talking to will's cousin today not anybody else that's it <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh oh, prestige wrestling shout out to prestige they are going okay. crazy ah, out here yeah they're doing a lot right now shout out to them yeah they're gonna and be then... doing a joint show with my homies west coast pro wrestling on my birthday March 11, coming up in a couple weeks. Holler at your boy. It's going to be uh, dope. So, yo, send your boy some money. I'm poor. Yeah. Your birthday is – so your birthday's on Friday this year? Yeah. March, March 11. March 11. Okay. Cool. Which means – It's going to be lit. Yeah, I know. We got to do something for Reg uh, the Saturday after. Mm-hmm. Uh, so have a, a birthday podcast for sure. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, let's uh, – Let's read some Humper chats. Uh, we got one that was sent quite a while ago, uh, but shout out to uh, for getting this one in um, way in advance. Uh, and this one's from Joseph. He says, you're the best part of the weekend. I'm pursuing my master's, shout out, in journalism, wow. and I'm lucky to write about wrestling as my beat. Um, 
No, you spoke about Cody last episode, but if you had to bet, will we see Cody versus Roman in his first year back? Thanks. Yeah, I do think so. In the first year? Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. I think we would. Um, let's see. Big J says, as a white man from middle of nowhere in New Hampshire who had one token black man throughout middle school and high school, you guys' program makes me think every week about diversity and representation. Appreciate you guys. Okay, cool. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Yeah, I, I got a little worried. They had us in the first half. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, our dude Van Twin Blade says, Hey guys, uh, I come to talk about Black Wrestlers Matter St. Louis and Ooh. to ask if you guys heard me shouting at Jossie that his mustache looks stupid and he has no ass. Um, hey, why you gotta do, do job like that? like that man <laughs> damn all on blast I'm sure he got you back or he was yeah. in the match because Joss quick with it also uh, said Shug D is a clown and I love what he did with ATM uh, also look up uh, STL versus the world team ambition is putting it on they are yeah team ambitions crazy uh, all those people uh, shout out to Black Wrestlers Matter St. Louis. They did an incredible event. Had a bunch of people that we love and see all the time. It was super lit in February for Black Wrestling and also not super lit for Black Wrestling. So, you know, things happen yeah, how man. they happen. We can't, can't out, have it all. Shout out to John West for putting on those shows. man. Yes, mm -hmm. definitely. Uh, Carlos E says, have to miss the live Grab City stream this week, but wanted to send uh, some love to my favorite podcast in the game. Also, can't wait to watch Swerve take over the world in 2022. Same. We're ready. Agree. Yep, ready. Uh, Addy says, hey guys, just wanted to say y'all are all that in a bag of chips. Uh, thanks for always putting on a great show. Thank you, Addy. Appreciate it. I hope that. I'm some Doritos or something. Yeah. If I'm some Lay's, I don't, yeah, I'm not into being no Lay's. Nah, they're not going to put you at the, at the plain Lay's, bro. Nuh-uh. All right. Not, not with the yellow bag, bro. Not with the yeah, yellow bag. Yeah, I was going to say pl plain Lay's, nah, but Ruffles? Plain Ruffles? Oh. I, I love plain Ruffles. Are oh, you tripping? Not what? <laughs> and them dad plain, taste plain buds again. with some hot sauce, bro. Come on. Okay, okay, okay. You changed the camera. Okay, okay. I like, I like, see, I like plain ruffles because they're versatile. Um, like, I don't like plain lays because it's, it's all thin. But there's yeah. so much you can do You're with right. plain ruffles. Okay. Hot sauce. Phil got me real good. That's a yeah. that's a black classic right there. Put it in the bag. <laughs> classic you, you eating for days right here uh, jennifer says uh ain't nobody sending love to the gents and excitement for the interview keep killing it out there life of deem uh, thank you jennifer i always appreciate jennifer's support yes jennifer's um, the best life of deem winner of my revolution tickets uh so shout out shout life out of deem, deem. yeah um, you, so, you better find the boys next yeah week. Well, yeah we'll see you next week life mm -hmm. of deem um making a trip to orlando you weren't planning on making i'm serious uh, though congratulations I, I will say that uh that was uh, a fun endeavor because like uh, i kind of like leaned on denise salcedo who like does these kind of giveaways and stuff for tickets like all the time mm -hmm. and uh, i was like i've never done anything like this before um but it turns out there's like mechanisms because i'm like do i have to like scroll through a whole bunch of retweets and like <laughs> make sure that they followed all the instructions like no there's literally like uh, a website where you can just like input the tweet and it'll like find somebody who did all of the above and then pick randomly so it's like wow. truly random i didn't have to do uh, much of anything so uh it was a completely fair contest and that's dope that you executed because I remember you telling Phil and I like a while ago that you were thinking about doing this and so yeah. executed and it happened and somebody's going to be at Revolution. Well, I'll say this. Somehow, some way, I ended up with, I kid you not, eight 
Revolution tickets. Eight. Um, eight. Re- Revolution tickets. Uh, I ended up with. Oh, I just and- remembered what I applied for at Revolution, and I'm gonna get it. That's gonna be funny when I'm like, yeah. Oh, it's so- Righteous Reg of the Pro Wrestling Illustrated <laughs> and Grapsity. How at your boy? Where's Cody Rhodes at? <laughs> <laughs> So no, I, I, and I'm still sitting on. So I, I've uh, through a process ended up uh, getting all eight tickets off, except the ones I need. Uh, and so, but somehow, some way, I ended up with a bunch of Revolution tickets, and now uh, I am now down to three. So, <laughs> so we're good. Um, yeah, but I like have d- zero in my per- per- zero right now in my pos- possession. But like by the time the show happens, I'll have like ten. Yes. So. Well, especially I got that email. Yeah, yeah, right. We're we're good. We're good here. Especially it's because the the show is like almost legit sold out. Um, right. It's now granted. Dave Meltzer had a story this week about like scalpers made a killing off of this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they ended up. They said. I think he said scalpers ended up uh, procuring like forty percent of the tickets. Oh, and man. only have like 500 left on uh, secondhand sites. Suck so, it, scalpers. Also, but like thanks. they sold them. Yeah. So. yeah. Also, AW, Will and I have some beef with y'all because y'all announced this Thursday show super late. We are already booked and ready to go with our flight. Yeah. <laughs> we would have come early if we would have known it was lit. Yeah, I know. I, I, I honestly, like, so they announced that uh, they're doing the extra Universal Studios taping, and we just. We just discovered we're going to Universal Studios mm-hmm. uh, way back at the beginning of the show. But Damn yeah, it. on Monday, come on, I know. We'll move the tapings to Monday. That, see, I, 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 we'll have a great <laughs> time. <laughs> I know they're doing the Universal Studios tapings, uh, and it looks like they're going to have like the stars in the building because I saw they advertised Jade, they advertised the Bucks, mm-hmm. um, and the Bucks even noted that because you know it's taped in the studio that Impact used to be taped in, um, and the Bucks were like, "It's been a long time since we've been in the studio." Hashtag Generation Me. Um, hey, stars in the building. <laughs> You know about that feeling. You are now yeah. watching the throne. Let's go. Uh, I should have uh, did it though. Hobbs told me he was like, "Come on Wednesday. Come to uh, Dynamite. Come to Rampage. Come to." I'm like, I can't. I, I what? I and I should have, man. Now look at me. I know, right? Like I only reason I can't now is because it's going to cost too much to change my flight. Yeah, but because exactly. uh, I would love to be at Wednesday's Dynamite. Yeah, um, but uh, Anwar says, uh, <laughs> "How much did the Fed?" Uh, winning the Monday Night Wars derail uh, generations of wrestling fans because some of y'all, uh, uh, Phil, woo child, uh, be hella wild and ignorant. The answer um, is a lot too much. WWE uh, has ruined said, every single swer- wrestling mind in the world. Yeah, uh, he says swerves that dude. Uh, props to y'all on another fire episode. Um, I mean, there's a lot of things that uh, I recognize. Uh, so, for example. The it's been announced that they that they're doing a unification match for the, the biggest uni- WrestleMania yeah. match in the history of WrestleMania matches. Gotta love marketing jargon. Uh, but the WWE Championship, Universal Championship, uh, title for title, uh, they're calling it a unification match, which I feel is a very important distinction from like what they did at WrestleMania 35, where it was every title's on the line. Becky won both and had to defend both. They're using the word unification, which is making it sound like the titles are going to merge again, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting because uh, talk about long-term planning. The, this wasn't the plan back at day one there wasn't even going to be a wwe championship involvement they had like the plan back at the beginning of january was just do Big E versus seth rollins and like it is amazing how they were like actually 
fuck all of that. Uh, let's just merge the titles, um, nah, which apparently, about anybody else. Yeah, uh, according to the uh, certain stories that, that like Paul Heyman really pushed hard for that. Um, that said, I don't Paul mind. Lee, the, man, I'll be telling people yeah. you're the greatest booker of all time. Don't be doing this to me. I mean, bro. there's the thing. I don't mind the idea of there being one title, and I don't mind the idea of being of even not having a brand split anymore. I actually think the brand split's kind of a detriment to them right now. Um, and uh, I wouldn't have said that a couple of years ago. And it's not to say that WWE needs to do anything around the existence of AEW, but it is important to recognize that the brand extension came about because WCW was no more, because there wasn't a second brand of professional wrestling on um, a high level. And so there came a point where WWE was kind of housing all the major stars of the business. They had so many people that they needed to create um, almost like a, a... I've always kind of called it a little bit of false competition in the industry. Yeah, exactly. Bruce Pritchard talks about it on his podcast, how they wanted to create WWE versus WWE. That's why they had Raw and SmackDown for competition for themselves because there wasn't any other competition. And the funny thing was, it was originally going to be WCW and WWF that they were originally. The funny thing was the brand they were going to drop at the time was Raw, uh, that Raw was supposed to go away in 2001, and it was going to be wcw it was going to be um, nitro essentially yeah it was going to be nitro on uh, on mondays and then smackdown was going to be the brand to stick around and then they completely bailed on that because after uh, like two weeks they were like oh well here's a little here's a little history (laughs) lesson right so back in 2001 they uh you may recall and it was a storyline that was completely dropped where linda mcmahon had after wrestlemania 17 um she turned out she was of right mind and she uh vince mcmahon had apologized gotten on his knees and then she was like i want a divorce and they even announced a divorce date that there was going to be a segment with divorce proceedings and the storyline was going to end up being that linda took half the company from vince and was going to give it to shane who just bought wcw and uh that was going to be how the split happened wcw shane's running and uh wwf uh has continued to be run by vince and then of course like they did that one episode of Raw where it became WCW at the end. Fans turned on it, they booed it. Which was sabotage, by the way. And it I was. say it was I say it was sabotage. I say it was sabotage because they ran that Raw in a city that WCW was not commonly run in. But mm-hmm. the very next week, Raw was in Atlanta. Yep. You so mean much. to tell me you couldn't have waited one week to run this exact scenario where nah, you have man. WCW fans who would have taken to this and then you would have seen that there would have picked the wrong guy too like yeah. no one wants to see buff bagwell I think and it was buff bagwell books to wanted to rat but we yeah. want to see booker t but they need a different opponent like they set him up for failure so yeah they set him up for failure, and then bailed on it and it became the raw and smackdown split but mm-hmm. the my whole point here though is that now we're at a point where wwe really doesn't need to be focused on competition within themselves because they barely focus on it anyway and so i'm like if they could focus on one cohesive brand um, two shows, one brand, like it was mm-hmm. uh, from 99 till 2002, uh, and really focus on, um, because I do think the idea of two championships, two world championships dilutes the uh, the value of having a world champion to say, I am the champion of this brand, because there isn't a the champion. I mean, there is, right. but because uh, yeah, it's Roman. I mean, but <laughs> which, which, which is an extension of your point from last week. Yeah, I mean, like there is. It's Roman. But yeah. um, 
but the fact is like Roman, that's uh, yeah, together. <laughs> yeah. together. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. <laughs> right. Um I I don't feel like we need a brand split any longer. Uh I don't necessarily feel like like when people say, but it you know, the, the it creates fresh matchups. Just do fresh matchups. It's easy, um, yeah, like exactly. that's, that's, just, that's just easy just, to say, but we know them. Um, and it, and but again, that's on them. Yeah, and, exactly. uh, hey, but thanks for that humper chat. I don't know what you were trying to say about me. In particular. Yeah. Great, great, great point, I guess. Furthermore, mm-hmm. watch your mouth. Like, don't yeah. just say it. I'm wilding for no reason. Like, I don't be wilding, bro. Right. Uh, but. Life of Deem, uh, I forgot to even read what Life of Deem said. It said, happy Saturday, fellas. I'm so excited for this episode because Swerve has been one of my favorites since I first saw him in Lucha Underground. Shout out Killshot. One of the best names uh, that um, I think anybody's come up with uh, that's not just like a name. Um, and he said, also got my ticket for the AEW Music Concert in Orlando. See you there. Uh, Van Twinblade. have a good time out there. Ooh, it's going to be fun. Uh, Van Twinblade followed up saying, Jossie uh called the crowd the imsler um rhymes with uh funky uh so i regret nothing um real talk though he is a great heel and was very nice after the show the black wrestlers matter champ we gotta get jossie on uh on mm-hmm. this show man let we him talk his shit. yeah hey I'm shout out to mac. shout out to mac uh because mac uh has been following a really long time going back uh to my days to my like early days on RBR. Uh, but shout out to Mac. First Grap City episode after becoming a married man like Will. Congratulations, hey, Mac. Congratulations, uh, bro. Keep Harry, up the good work, let's fellas. Go. Let's go. Congrats on the nuptials. Yeah. The building. Um, and uh, Wallace Koalas says, uh, see you in NBA Finals. Signed, uh, Memphis Grizz and Joe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably not. Sure. Bro. Yeah. Probably not. Uh, good luck <laughs> with that, buddy. <laughs> Job Morant's uh, an amazing talent, though. Can't take that away from him. Didn't yeah. he just mm-hmm. get injured? Oh, damn. Come on, man. Uh, Riley Walker says, maybe I'm crazy, but I feel the Bucks lose Wednesday and won't be in the tag title match. I see either Santana or Ortiz or top flight winning. Um, I kind of I mean, agree. Uh, one or the other. I mean, yeah, top flight because you know, all of a sudden we still have ten teams, but one team's out because mm-hmm. we know that uh, Red Dragon is not in the match anymore. So who's going to take their place? It's been about a year since I Hopefully talked to him I mean, about his surgery. It's it's getting pretty close here. He's getting pretty close here for I that mean, top flight. Didn't Sean game. say he was ready when he was on all the he way took, in January? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he posted some pictures, uh, and he's in his gear like. Uh, it feels like we're Let's close. Maybe it's about to be flipping. Mike. Flipping. Mike says the attitude error was the best thing to happen to pro wrestling in the short term and the worst thing to happen to pro wrestling in the long term. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I think the attitude error is extremely overrated. I I do too. Um, that said, I do think that, you know, the, the crazy thing is uh, to me, the best year of the attitude era is 2000. And, mm-hmm. I think it's the least attitude-like of the Attitude Era, really because Vince Russo is gone and Vince Russo is a hack. But um, the that la- that year in 2000, um, 2000 was like was a fire year. Yeah, and it's yeah. Uh, shout out to Josh Swallow. He pointed out to me uh, when he did a rewatch of it. He was like, "It's really like a way more tame year in terms of like pushing the envelope," mm-hmm. um, and that like uh, because they turned it into an angle, right? Like right. you had the uh, you had people actually complaining about how lewd WWE had become, uh, but the fans loved it. So 
turn that into a storyline. They introduced the right to censor. And their literal gimmick was to take away the things that you love about the Attitude Era. You love seeing boobies? Well, we're going to stop you from seeing boobies. And uh, and it's like you love, well, their favorite word was a scantily clad. Um, that was the thing that right to censor was there to take from you. And really, it was a way of WWE trying to clean up the product, but mm-hmm. also make it so that the fans would hate it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was it was smart, but 2000 to me, best year of the Attitude Era, I think. Um, when you think about the influx of talent that changed the way the wrestling was presented in 2000, when like mm-hmm. the Radicals all showed up, Kurt Angle suddenly got big, uh, Chris Jericho, um, mm-hmm. like all of a sudden we had like in-ring talent that yeah. wasn't really there in the mid-card, just like shot way up. Mm-hmm. Everybody was over. Like uh, to me, I fucks with 97, but. Uh, it's a little the line is kind of fine they were like mm-hmm. just getting into it at that point yeah, so, yeah. but i i just and then the other thing too was that i feel like 2000 to me and 97 is a good year for this too is uh the main year of the attitude era where vince mcmahon is not the centerpiece heel right uh yeah. because yeah. you know 98 everybody 98, like you had oh 98 God. it's it's just all it's all vince and This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Grainger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Grainger, for the ones who get it done. And um, and whoever Vince's newest, uh, I guess, stooge. I won't say stooge. Mm-hmm. Undertaker wasn't a stooge, but it's mm-hmm. like he's doing Vince's bidding. Mick Foley right. was doing Vince's bidding. In 99, it was all people doing Vince's bidding. The Rock. Uh, the Rock. Yeah. And in 2000, it was like, hey, now we've introduced Hunter, who like has Vince, but Vince is kind of answering to Hunter now. And then you had, um, you had Kurt Angle suddenly uh, move up, and it was like, okay, now we're focusing and Chris Benoit. You had heels that uh, weren't that were at the top that were taking on the top baby faces, but weren't McMahon guys. That's the best year of the Attitude Era. If you ever want to go back and watch stuff, that's the year I recommend. Um, All kind of crazy matches yeah. that happened that year. Hey, but we got a topic that uh, was near and dear to Mr. Lindsay, and that was the Black Champions Roundtable that took place on WWE's YouTube yesterday. Um, it featured the WWE champion, previous WWE champion Bobby Lashley, um, the former WWE champion Big E, and former WWE champion Kofi Kingston sitting down with Byron Saxton. I did Two not out get of this. three have been uh, interviewed by Righteous Reg. I just want to say that out loud for PWI. Two out of three. Come on, man, Kofi, what you waiting for? Champions. Yeah, Kofi, what's <laughs> up, man? Come on, let's get this. Uh, so... I did not get to see this in full. I saw the pictures, um, and the picture the was pictures dope. were amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love the picture with the three of them. Phil, you had some feelings on this. So, I thought it was great. First of all, let's let's start with love. I thought it was great. Um, I thought it was great that Byron got to interview the guys. Um, I thought them going over things like Kofi's um, win was great. I thought it was a really good moment of Big E saying that he looked up to Lashley a lot and he patterned himself after him. And so that makes him being him beating Lashley feel even more special. Um, but um, when you tie that with stuff like what's going on with unification, and I mm-hmm. tweeted this, I was like, man, 
I feel like it does a disservice to those guys when you've basically cut their range short the way that you did. And then you've got the judification thing going on where, you know, I tweeted this and I'm like, I don't feel like those three guys would have been champion in a world where there's only one belt on the show because they've made it known that Roman is their guy. Um, but with that said, I do think that it was great. I do think people should go out of their way to watch it. I do think it's one of those rare things where WWE has like kind of two things they do every Black History Month. Usually it's the MLK joint mm-hmm. or it's like some jo- some joint where, hey, here's a bunch of wrestlers visiting this doc- this monument. Mm-hmm. Isn't this cool? Um, and so I thought this was a good way to do something that's actually relevant to their content and do something in Black History Month that felt special. That's a good way to put that. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. And that uh, uh, relevant to their content is a good way to put that. Um, It's usually just some like stock video of like, you know, MLK and they insert the wrestlers. And yeah, so yeah, Mm -hmm. this is dope that they took the time to do this. Also super dope that this exists. Like show me this 10 years ago three black WWE right. champions and I'd be like this picture is fake so Man, like. <laughs> I, I will say when I when I posted the, the picture from it which the picture was dope of the three of them with the title mm-hmm. um, there were a lot of people either posting Brock gifs or going oh, like oh God. man their their range were terrible though and I'm like yeah but at the same time I'm not one of those guys to that be grateful for what we have but mm-hmm. man I waited for years to see Kofi win a championship man yep. years yep. and so should have been 2010 yeah, and I mean, look, I mean, you can, we can complain about the content, the product, all we want, but you know, Kofi got that moment, and Biggie got that moment, Lashley got that moment, yep. and so to see the three of those standing, the three of them standing together was special, man. It and was. they're all so proud of it too, like man. regardless of what anything anybody says, anything that happens, the three of them are so proud that they achieved this moment. Right. You can't take that away. Yeah, and I, man, that was another special part about it is. Um, you know, Byron asking all three of them what it meant to be champion and all three of them giving their answer. I thought mm-hmm. that was great. All right. That's well, dope. Watch that. Uh, yeah. Also, something that um, a lot of people are talking about. Next topic. GCW. Yes. I watched the show last night. GCW Heartless something. I don't know. And it's Heartbreak. <laughs> I don't know. I never know what these shows are called because now they have so many back to back. But the main event was the returning to the ring after three years. X-Pac and Joey Janela versus the Major Bros, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. Uh, Great match. A lot of heat. X-Pac looked great. He hit a lot of his spots. Um, I think he's back at it. He's trying to get a have a new run somewhere. And somebody's definitely going to give it to him the way that he looked. Crowd was hot. Uh, for a lot of the match, um, they hit a lot of cool spots. There was an X Factor X Factor off the ropes through a table. They did a bunch of different table spots. It's GCW. Uh, Janela and X Pac won the match. After the match, X Pac starts giving an interview saying or giving a promo saying that this is probably his final match. Blah blah blah. Turns around, turns around. Joey Janela hits him with the super kick. The show's over. After the show, the fucking fans in L.A. are always on some bullshit. I don't know what's wrong with them. Throw a whole bunch of stuff in the ring, just litter in the ring. I um, noticed that, by the way, at New Japan Rivals. Yeah, that they... L.A. fans are, I don't, like, I've noticed it. I've been going to PWG shows since 2004, so it's, like, something that I've seen a lot. Uh, a lot of crowds in 
LA are some of them aren't even wrestling fans. They're just like, there's a lot of it's a cool event. There's people here. It's like a networking thing. I'm going to go and drink and have fun. So that translates to terrible things. There are also people that are wrestling fans that are just terrible people. They go to these shows and get way too drunk. They start drinking hours before the show. When they get to the show, they're already plastered. So when they get there, they start drinking more. By the end of the show, they're hammered. They think they can do whatever they want. They think this is 1998 NWO, and it's fucking not. The thing that they don't know is when they did this in 1998, this was a million billion dollar company that could clean this up, get this show back on the road, have another show tomorrow with a new ring, a new all these things. GCW has another show tomorrow. You know what ring they're going to use? The one last night with all the bullshit you guys threw in it. The one that you guys tried to ruin last night. This isn't like a billion dollar company. This isn't a million dollar company. This is a company that thrives off of having the things that they have in it. Throwing shit in the ring isn't a great way to show and help them and that's not good for the wrestlers it's fucking dangerous joey janela got hit in the head with like beer cans there's all kind of wild shit going on so yeah fans don't relax throw a full can of beer at come on dude come man. On, man don't, don't the do matt that. cardona moment happened and people are gonna keep trying to do that but it's just not hey, it's at, not at, popping man look the cardona moment you know did what it was supposed to do it produced a, a memorable moment but let's not mm-hmm. keep trying to replicate it's not it's one time we'll only we're here and we're done here also on this show something very near and dear my dear to my heart defending the gcw extreme championship was the motherfucking truth black death aj gray facing off against someone also very near and dear to my heart ach Incredible match. These two guys uh, are longtime friends, rivals, all the things that came up through uh, the wrestling business together. They have a great bond together. It was great to see them in a match together going at it. AJ was trying to murder uh, ACH with lariats. ACH is throwing some of the hardest chops he's thrown trying to murder AJ because if you're in a fight with AJ, it's a real fight here. They did all kind of crazy stuff. AJ Gray came out the victor. After the match, he grabs the mic at the Hammerstein ball, Hammerstein show for GCW. He won the brass ring. Brass ring means you could challenge any champion of GCW of your liking at any time. Actually, at Joey Janela's spring break, WrestleMania weekend, AJ Gregor's on the mic and says, I got this brass ring. There's only one motherfucker I'm going to challenge. His name is John Moxley, the GCW World Heavyweight Champion. So at Joey Janela's spring break, John Moxley, AJ Gray, GCW World Heavyweight Championship. Huge. It's hey, giant. Man. This is everything we've been waiting for for three years since AJ Gray was screwed out I of the GCW up, Championship. <laughs> I mean, we I there's a up. lot going on. The the Graph City guys are requested at a lot of events uh, in we Texas, are. man. Like they they want us to be everywhere. So And yeah, know. I'm I'm only gonna be in Dallas for uh I get in on the 31st and i oh no i get in on the 30th i think and i leave on the first he's saying only like we're not gonna go to like 15 different i know right but like that he's here (laughs) and and maybe that's wrong i i don't even uh actually maybe i'm completely wrong i have to look at my let's open up the old google calendar look at Uh, and uh, (laughs) but yeah the gcw show is great if you can watch it a lot of great stuff's coming on. Uh, Speedball Mike Bailey and Ninja Mac also had a crazy thing. Ninja Mac came off the top through a table uh, door. Ooh. Insane shot, Mick Foley esque, dangerous. 
please be careful out there. Watch the GCW show. There's a lot going on backstage that I really wish we could talk about here, but this ain't a GCW podcast. So if you got a GCW podcast, I'd love to come on there and talk to you about it. Boom. WrestleMania is going to suck. That's how I'm going to end it up. Uh, two days of wait. awful, terrible wrestling. Wait, so bunch of filler matches. Y'all, y'all bunch said I'd be the one wilding though. Really? <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like I like WWE the most out of the three of us. They're, gonna uh, give us, they're giving us a match that we've seen six legit. They've wrestled six times. Three times. Yeah, I, I would be fine if they wrestled six times in general. Three of those times have been at WrestleMania. Amen. And this ain't Rock Austin. Times, dude. And and, and I, I, I said Rock Austin. Not and the thing all. is, even if you want to treat it like Rock Austin, by the time Rock Austin happened the last time, I already said this. By the time Rock Austin happened the last time, the title was out of the picture. You had two other title matches that happened because at this point they had already made it above the titles. You could put mm-hmm. the titles in in other scenarios. Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar actually main evented the last show that had Rock and Austin. Uh, right facing each other i just watched that show by the way wrestlemania 19 very underrated great um, show great show speaking of which does anybody know because uh again i'm a stats guy love numbers but the one thing i've never quite been aware of is why did that show do so poorly of a buy rate i don't was it just because of the um the i think on top nobody really nobody was really caring about what was going on on top and the austin rock match I mean, they advertise it now like we all like it was austin's last match but no one knew no one knew that right. this was going to be austin's last night they didn't but i mean it, it did like it did like abnormally bad like i yeah. was it just because of the iraq war news like i don't yeah, remember it was a weird yeah. time it was a I, weird time pretty much because like you look at wrestlemania 18 that did eight hundred and sixty thousand buys right mm-hmm. and then you have wrestlemania 20 which did a million wrestlemania 19 did five hundred and sixty thousand. why did it do that little of I think a just because it was on top. 18 had Rock and uh, Hogan. 17 was Giant. And then 20 was the anniversary. So it just like fell at a super wrong time. It was in Seattle. There was a bunch of things that people didn't like about what was going on at the time. I just, I, I can't imagine it doing that badly, though. Like, mm-hmm. something had to have, like, I feel like there was yeah, something. Yeah, I can't really remember. I think I was like 17 at the time. I was just like, yeah. wrestling, let's go, baby. I remember I, I, I watched it with a, a girlfriend at the time who I was just like, wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. And she's like, okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's why I remember. That happened once yeah. in my life. Not five million times every time I ever talked to a woman. <laughs> oh, you write, write about wrestling? Yeah, you're a big dork. Oh, okay. <laughs> See you later, lady. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it went. But hey, I finally, uh, after uh, years of trying, found somebody to marry me to put up Let's with go, my wrestling, baby. wrestling, wrestling. Yeah. And uh, she even bought me this case, um, mainly because she was like, "I'm tired of your belts being all over the house. Do something with them." There's then, a light at the end of the case. tunnel, man. You just keep annoying these women, and one of them's gonna stick around <laughs> eventually. <laughs> uh, a couple more. Um, Revolution is shaping up. Uh, we had Dynamite and Rampage take place this past week. Um, They're both and, there. It's, it's, uh, and all of a sudden, they, go. I thought Dynamite was really in like hard sell mode of like, we mm-hmm. have to, uh, we got to sell these matches, and uh, this is how we're going to sell them. And uh, of course, the piece everybody was talking about was MJF and CM Punk, and that they went in a completely different direction than anybody thought. Um, I I see people calling it a babyface thing, and like upon rewatch, I don't think so. I mm-hmm. uh, because nah, if anything, it's, it's it's mind games. Yeah, but not just mind games, but like in a sense, 
you know, I think in a way, like MJF is justified, but like toward the end, the way he was coming off was very much like a, you're responsible for who I am now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like obviously there's some truths punk has to answer to with all that and i think that's mm-hmm. why you know he came out and he's like is it true you know don't bullshit me is this true but like at the same time mjf is still coming off like a MJF. um like yeah it, it's mm-hmm. i don't know they're they're definitely towing a line here and it's definitely going to create some i think there's going to be a mixed reaction at uh at Revolution. Let me uh, tell you why this promo did not hit for me. Oh, oh big surprise. Okay. Oh, ooh, I'm curious. Let's hear it. Boom. He did this exact same promo for MLW. We're almost <laughs> legit word for word. <laughs> legit. I will tweet out the link. He did this exact same promo. They used to clown me in the in the uh in I, okay. The I haven't seen that. This is yes. <laughs> word for word. I will tweet out the bar link. for bar. I heard this before. I was like, oh yeah, wait, I've heard this exact same promo before. Nah, man, About the guy sees him in the van, he gets back at him. Seeing punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He don't, he don't bring that radio radio freestyle up in here, man. We heard that already. Come on, man. You gotta come <laughs> with some new bars, baby. Don't be coming with these old bars, man. I need new bars, baby. But you know, I do like where they're going with the story. Uh I think I like how CM Punk's playing like sympathetic guy like he's kind of like well uh, maybe on second thought this guy really is a big fan but it's all just mind games i'm really curious to see what they do with the uh result of this like are they gonna mm-hmm. give mjf the the win again or are they gonna let cm punk win because cm punk winning is kind of i don't know you know i don't know if it's really I gonna think that's hit. why they did it i think mm-hmm. i think they i think they know what they're doing with this i think yeah. that i think punk is going to win and i think he's going to get the rematch uh, I think we talked about it here. At long yeah, Island. we talked about it. Yeah, I mentioned that mm-hmm. they, they got the Long Island show coming up. Um, and it's like right in the build to Double or Nothing. Uh, and Double or Nothing dates, by the way, announced finally. And um, I was surprised. West Coast, West Coast, West Coast. Let's go, baby. The piece that surprised me was that they're going with T-Mobile Arena, which I thought for the most part was like WWE territory. Like mm-hmm. that's their go-to arena. First and- Double or Nothing was at MGM Grand. Yeah, and like they're like two blocks away from each other, mm-hmm. and they only have a capacity difference of like a thousand people. So right. <laughs> I thought like there's no real like benefit to one over the other. It's got to mm-hmm. be like a cost thing, and I'd imagine T-Mobile Arena is probably costing less. But it's just amazing to me that I figured, you know, it's good on AEW to have MGM Grand as their go-to. While MGM WWE Grand has- is such a better location just for like walking things i think too like I, if you've like been to it, vegas you know like the the navigation would have been easier and t-mobile's kind of like so it'll be interesting it, it is yeah. interesting like i just thought uh but then they're also running the Michelob uh ultra arena for dynamite mm-hmm. um which is actually kind of a, a solid location it doesn't hold that many it's like twelve thousand people it holds uh so it's like it's actually still a pretty good venue for them um but yeah, originally i didn't know that they were gonna do the three shows i, I just like had heard that they were gonna do double or nothing so they're well, we gonna spend the week in well, vegas the, in 2020 they were in 2020 they had already announced that uh, mm-hmm. that they were gonna do the week in vegas and mm-hmm. then uh of course it ended up not happening because of the pandemic but mm-hmm. that was the original plan so i think oh, they're just kind of making good on all that that's gonna be fun um, and then yeah uh and then also uh by the time this comes, or by the time people are listening to this Monday, there's supposed to be a big announcement uh, about like, another event. And I mean, the Bucks are the ones making the announcement, so you can kind of guess what it's going to be. I already um, tweeted about it. 
Yeah, like everybody knows uh, what it's about to be. Um, but it's the thing everybody has been asking for. Fucking uh, finally, you guys. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. Man, I've been, I've been oh, waiting. I've been waiting yeah. for this moment. And I've been waiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, though, was um, Thunder Rosa and Britt had a promo on Rampage this week. Uh, Britt kind of tore into her. But in a way that really makes me feel like Thunder Rosa is walking out. Thunder yeah, Thunder Rosa is going to win it. Yeah, win. she's going to become yeah. the champ. Um, mm-hmm. I, I saw, you know, it was funny that right after your tweet about YouTube this week that uh, she takes a shot at YouTube. I saw people mm-hmm. reading that for not what it was because I saw people who were like, why would she diss on AEW Dark like that? And I was like, she was talking not, about, she was talking about, about NWA. Yeah. 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 And I think she's uh, talking about like, yeah, yeah, exactly. She's talking not about talking NWA about power. Um, AEW. Yeah. But yeah, I I thought this segment was great. I think it put over four people that are still on the fence. Yes, yeah. Britt is the heel here. Like yeah. not everything mm-hmm. she said is is heel motivated. Like mm-hmm. even the yeah. YouTube comment. Mm-hmm. And also mm-hmm. the, those people that were like, they didn't build this match at all, but they've been building this, this match, match for has been so long for over a year, guys. <laughs> like come on, yeah. Um, and, and like uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm ready for this uh, and. I felt like this is where they were going kind of all along. Like when people were like, mm-hmm. oh, I wanted to see Thunder Rosa win the TBS championship. Like, first off, um, that's Jay's belt. Yeah, like, no. that's Jay's belt. And like, and it was like, Thunder Rosa's going to beat Britt. Uh, yeah. And like, very soon. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, chill on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and speaking of Jade, by the way, I felt bad for Jade because apparently she was supposed to get the Cody Vader on. Mm-hmm. Uh, on dynamite this week and that's why mm-hmm. she came out so late because like it wasn't working yeah something malfunctioned oh, shit. so the yeah, uh what because what's mm. mark sterling tweeted that he had a surprise for everybody um oh. that, that he got that he secured something and oh, it was man. supposed to be jade rising from the uh the the entrance and of course like they even had smoke coming up from the middle mm-hmm. and it looked like she was about to come out oh, and then yeah. all of a sudden they cut to her tron and we come back and then she ends up coming out the tunnel, so I can tell that was like a very, oh shit, just go out, just go I'm out sure the other they way. It, 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 it work. Go, go, go. Somebody's vlog <laughs> it, will have it somewhere. Sam. Either way, it used to happen by revolution, man. <laughs> either way, uh, I think Cody's wish is going to come true, and she's going to get the Cody Vader. So um, is, that, is that match on a card for Revolution? By the way, yes, yeah, I was curious okay. about that too. Yep. Yeah, they yeah. just announced it. They put out a graphic and everything. So okay. oh, two yeah, women's matches on on Revolution. Two yep. women's title matches on Revolution. Mm-hmm. We'd love to see it. Yeah, so that's Revolution. Two women's title matches. Let's go, baby. Let's go. That's going to be fire. Women's title matches, man. And honestly, I said this on uh, Day After Dynamite this week, but I really feel like. Like, if I'm looking at it at the right angle, the TBS title to me looks like the Attitude Era WWE Championship. Like, when I see, like, mm-hmm. when she's, like, holding it at a certain angle, I'm like, it looks like she's holding, like, the world title. She really yeah. does have, like, the belt. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, All good right. on Jade. Jade. I don't know if this I take, but Jade's the best champion, women's champion in the company in my opinion. Hold on a minute now. Hold on sorry, a minute Sorry, Brit now. fans. Sorry, Brit fans. Ooh. I just Jade's the best women's champion in the company in my And because it's been Thunder's time for a minute also. Yeah. So like, let Thunder get that belt. It's her time. Uh, all right. Well, the only other thing we got to say, because we got to wrap, is, hey, come see your boys. All right. Hey, man, aren't uh, we missing on a cer- out on a certain Swiss guy that is free? Oh, yeah. Oh. 
Oh, oh yeah, we got to talk about that. Wow. I was gonna see. I got like four minutes. Yeah. All right, we gotta talk to Cesaro. You're Four right. minutes. Uh, Cesaro is a free man. The world is about to be set on fire. Remember what happened with Brian Danielson. You're about to see it exactly again here. Cesaro was going to wrestle every <laughs> single wrestler that is craving and fighting and clawing to get a match with this man. And they're all going to be incredible. This guy I has wa- been in cruise control mode for 10 years in WWE. When he gets his foot on the break, off the break, it's going to be lit. I want to see... The Cesaro World Tour. I want to just see, you know what? Um, because everybody's talking about what promotion he signs with. You know what? Do a free agency kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. Jay White this up, right? Like, yeah. just go every single place Let's you can. Go. I just want to see the Cesaro matches. And uh, because Cause I, I can agree with the fact that. Like, all Japan or like Noah, like, don't just go like to all the places people are saying mm-hmm. to go. Like, go to some other places so we can see you tear it up make, with some crazy Make people, your you know mark, I mean? bro. Like, yeah. I, he doesn't need to sign anywhere right away, in my Mm-mm. opinion. I, now, I wouldn't so, be mad if he signed. I wouldn't be mad at all. Yeah. For my preference, I would love to see him do this phenomenal world tour for a year or so before he mm-hmm. signs anywhere. Yeah, honestly, yeah. give me the, the Claudio Castagnoli world tour. Because I'm sure he yeah. saved like every single dollar that he made over there. Because he seemed like the, like he doesn't be spending money, so I'm sure he man, stacked it. This, this yeah. might be, people might disagree with me, but I would love to see him go to NWA, win that title, go and, and go somewhere else and win a world title. Go in Cesaro World. World Tour. I do like that NWA gave the belt to Matt Cardona because he had the belt at GCW, and that's how you're supposed to use your world champion. Yeah, it Smart is. Move. Um, let's see. Let's read some super chats to wrap. But hey, um, I mean, it, it's crazy that you know what I want to see more of because a year ago it came out Cesaro signed a new deal, and we were all like, mm-hmm. damn, we're not going to see Cesaro like do anything else for a little while. Um, and of course, they gave him kind of the false flag push of he. Uh, he had the match with Seth at WrestleMania, worked Roman at the pay-per-view, and then, mm-hmm. like, um, I didn't even remember what brand he was on. He's apparently been feuding with Madcap Moss, so. Um, yeah, he's on SmackDown. Has he? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh, uh, but either way, I appreciate the fact that WWE only gave him a one-year extension. Give me more one-year deals. Uh, give me, I, I would like to see more, you know, hey, I'm going to do this for a year, see how it works out. If it doesn't work out, I'm out. go elsewhere mm-hmm. or... Um, eh, I can sign a longer deal after this one year. More one-year deals because then you're not shorting people on things if you release them, um, and you're not holding on to people too long. More okay. shorter deals. Um, yeah. I, I R- like more people finishing <laughs> yeah. the contract too and getting out of there. Just yeah. yeah. R. Dickinson says, uh, "Think Bernard Hopkins and or UFC pay per view same weekend." That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why that's happening? Um, Van Twinblade says, Effie's Big Gay Brunch, uh, greater than anything Vince can book. Agreed. Um, we're going to try and pull up at that at yeah. Dallas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike says, Punk's about to win. MJF says, through tears, you were my hero. Punk can't do it. MJF does something vicious to win, and he claims he outpunked Punk. Ooh. Ooh. Douglas says, MJF is definitely going to hug after this next match, after, after the match is over. I don't see it. MJF has also told the same story on Egos Amigos with Ethan Page, Ricky Starks, and mm. Alley Cat, so nothing new, but still like where it's heading. Yes. Uh, reci- you recycling bars out of him? I mean, the good news is, like, if you're recycling stuff that, like, 20,000 people saw at Yeah, best, the, the, the thing <laughs> is that, that, like, the, that's what sucks about the internet is there's too much stuff like that. 
that promo should be taken down from the internet so yeah. we can continue to use <laughs> it I mean, forward because nobody saw it when it happened. <laughs> and I mean, we're, we're of course just joking. That, that yeah, promo was amazing. Mm-hmm. That was fire. fire. MJF yeah. is top five in the world mm-hmm. on the mic. Nobody can take that F- away. Future AW champion, yeah. by the way. And this year. Like really soon. Like double yeah. or nothing, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then Irene says, uh, MJF's promo was awesome, but this isn't a double turn. MJF no. is too great of a heel, no. and CM yes. Punk isn't a heel for leaving WWE for his own health. Yeah, I think no. he is going to... Uh, I don't know. We'll see how he addresses that. I'm interested. That's the thing that I, all I need to be right now is interested, and I am interested. I, 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 I just think it. this uh, Colt Cabana stuff must be so off limits because they haven't even... MJF yeah. hasn't even tried to murmur. Tried to like touch them, is, They got it tight. They got they it have, so tight. They have. I, I'm of the opinion, though, that since Punk got back, it's, it's only a matter of time before he turns heel. Yeah, we'll see. I think so. Hey, this has been Grapsity. Uh, I want to remind everybody again: pick up the hoodie, uh, swerveconfident.com, and then also um, check out the album. Comes out March 18th. Tears uh, by Swerve City. This is also a really comfy hoodie, um, and so check that out. Thanks to our guest Shane Swerve, the realist Strickland, for being here on Grapsity. Uh, and thank you for being with us on another Saturday. We'll be back next week, but me and Reg will be in uh, Orlando. I'm going to do some testing of recording with two people um, to make sure that that like, looks and sounds left, good. Le- left out, man. Just <laughs> <sad stuff. laughs> hey, I had a ticket for Phil, he by did, the way. Yeah. <laughs> I Phil did. Was no, this is all my fault. Thing, I'm, of course, but... joking. This is... There's just so much going on, man. You got to like pick yeah. and choose what great wrestling week you want to go to what what a problem to have right i know right <laughs> i mean i mean look we're we're probably all going to be together either at dallas i yeah. mean i might yeah we're going to be together at dallas i don't know we're th- dallas vegas we're, somewhere yeah. we're gonna we're gonna do the shield fist bump somewhere it's gonna happen. <laughs> yes <laughs> the three of us will be i promise definitely. that yeah definitely. uh probably dallas and that's that's yeah. coming up here in a month so yeah. like we got time. By the way, I leave on the second. I get on thirty. Get in thirty first. I leave on the second. Right. Uh, so I will be in Dallas, but I'll be home in time to watch WrestleMania from my couch. Uh, but anyway, um, thanks for being here. Couch. Yeah, thanks for being here. This has been another edition of Grapsity. I'm Will Washington. He is Philip Lindsay. He is Righteous Reds. We will see you next time. Have a great day. Peace out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.